player 2 has joined the game. Hey yo, what's up everybody and welcome to episode 102 of the 2 Player Co-op Podcast. As always, I'm on your host here, Kevin, along with my brother from my mother's show, One. How we doing? Very good. Pretty, pretty good, I would say. One of my favorite episodes of the year. This is what you've all been waiting for, our top 10 games of 2017. Quite a year it's been. It has been a year. It has been a year. But <clears throat> before we get to that, a few things to talk about first. If you didn't know, if this is the first time you're ever seeing us, this is the two-player co-op podcast. Every week, two brothers get together, shoot stuff. We talk about video games, news you need to know about, and we end every podcast playing what everybody loves. It's known as the Back of the Box Challenge. That's a rundown. If this is the first time you're seeing us, we hope you like what you see. If you do, hit the like button, hit the share button, or nope, the subscribe button. Share it with your friends as well. There's no button, but <coughs> there might be a button. There's a, there's a, there's a, there's, a, there's a, like a thing. A thing. Yeah. But yeah, do all that. We thank you guys so much for being here. Uh, some housekeeping. <coughs> if you didn't see the video last week, we did put up a video, uh, a little minute-long video, just saying that basically we're doing a survey. I kind of talked about it on the last podcast. I didn't know if we were going to do a survey, but I did make a survey. Survey monkey surveys, surveys out there. Um, basically, we talked about on episode 100 that we were thinking about where do we go in 2018. What do we change? What do we keep? How do we evolve? Not just as a podcast, but as a YouTube channel. Um, and really, all this comes down to is we want your feedback. <clears throat> Been getting quite a few responses so far. That's good. Thank you. Um, we're learning stuff. We'll we'll probably have an episode here in a couple of weeks where after we kind of have our brainstorming session where we go through what we're going to do next year. Um, and we'll run through some of those content comments, not contents. Uh, I just saw that Mario's holding the pen now. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, so thank you for your feedback, hearing some stuff we didn't know. It's good. Keep it coming. Some good <coughs> ideas. We really appreciate it. If you haven't taken the survey yet, I can't annotate to it. Now that I know YouTube only lets you annotate to other YouTube channels, uh, a subscribe button, or to a merchandise store. We don't have one yet. Uh, I think maybe if you get to 1,000 followers, 1,000 subscribers, then you can do more stuff. But either way, I'll have the link down in the description for the survey. Take that. It literally will take you two minutes or less to fill out. Uh, it's really quick, but again, it means a lot to us. Make sure you go check that out. Thank you so much. Also, we saw Last Jedi. We gave all our thoughts in our review episode that went up early Saturday. Uh, the first, I think it was like seven or eight minutes, are completely spoiler-free. After that, we do get into spoilers. We give you plenty of warning. By now, you should have seen it anyways. Uh, but overall thoughts, we both really liked it. We don't understand the hate for this movie. No, I don't get it. I don't get it. I still I want to see it again. There's a lot that I want to see again because I don't think I got the full picture. Uh, but we both really liked it. That is correct. That is correct. <coughs> uh, what else is up, Sean? Uh, what else is up? It's almost Christmas. Mm-hmm. You had a week to go, less than a week by the time you're watching this. That is insane. I mean, I know it's, it doesn't it's like feel that like every year, Christmas. but man. I feel like the last few months between like Oktoberfest in September and then the wedding in October and then the honeymoon in November, like I, this whole, the last few months have been you. a blur. Yeah. I, I just, since I kind of missed out on Thanksgiving, it's weird that it's Christmas. It's just, 
just, everything's just all yes. screwed up in my head. Your internal know. clock is all it's jacked It's very up. weird. And then I'm going to be real depressed, as I always am. <laughs> the day after Christmas is just the most depressing day of the year. But you're taking that week off, right? Oh, yeah. At least, a week so, off. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. But, yeah. Me too. Crazy. Time flies. It does. Uh, oh, yeah. We're not... I don't know what happens... I forgot that the pay per view is tonight. I don't. There's. I don't care. They're not going to have AJ lose the title, right? <coughs> they can't. Now it's getting WrestleMania season. They can't put it back on Gender. Gender right. can't even win in India. <laughs> Triple H beat him. There's no way he's getting yeah, the title he's not back. Winning. <coughs> so we'll we'll see what happens with that. Um, hopefully Royal Rumble's good. I don't know the the rumors about a women's Royal Rumble. I'm like, these pay per views are already like so like just. Not that it would be filler content, but it's going to be another four-hour pay-per-view. I don't need two-hour-long matches in that thing. I think if they did a women's, it would be like probably 20. 15 to 20, And maybe yeah. like a minute in between, not 90 seconds or whatever. Like, I should almost just do a battle royal. I was going to say you could Put them all just in make there. it a battle royal, but I don't know. I'm looking either. forward to a rumble, though. Yep. Uh, what have you been playing this week, Sean? Anything? <laughs> I have been playing a lot of Zelda. Nice. Did you beat it all yet? I did. You did. It is more in depth. It is. It is a true DLC. Have you found? I didn't even know these were in there. Uh, and I'm assuming you must have found them. Have you found this stuff that is story related? Like the where you go to the four, no, but there's stuff like I'll just say it. Have you found the memories? New memories? There's new memories. Well, there's memories that play. Oh, okay. They play. You haven't beaten even the. I haven't gone back to it. No. Yeah, there's a memory at the end of each of those. You get like a little memory thing. Okay, that makes sense. That's what I'm saying. So there's four of those, and then there's like. I don't know if you want me to tell you, but there's one other part after that. Like, I thought when I did those four, I was more or less done, and you're not. But, so long story short, I got the motorcycle. <laughs> Is it stupid? You you feed it, like, fruit or something, I think? I, I don't know. It said, oh, you got to put stuff in the tank. I haven't used it that much, but my gas meter, if you want to call it that, has only gone down by, like, a quarter. Oh. So it's not like it goes down very fast. It's more or less a trophy i don't use it i mean if i'm here and i see like a shrine way over there i might call the bike and ride if it's do you just whistle for it like a horse no it's a it's a uh what do you call it (coughs) oh it's a rune it's a rune yeah and then you just say summon boo and then it shows up it is hard to control um just like riding a horse in every zelda game is hard to control yeah it's there's no need to ever really use it but it's cool to have it was more just getting it was fun like all the stuff. I don't even yeah. care that there's a bike waiting for me at the end. I wasn't doing it for the bike. It was just fun to do. Do it for the memes. Um, I'm. So I went back and tried the middle trials okay. from the first DLC. I don't know that I'll ever beat this. Yeah. It is freaking impossible. I feel like the only chance I would have had is if when I was playing my 65 hours, if the DLC came out and I went right for it. Well, I like, went I'm back still because rusty. now I've been rusty <laughs> because I've been playing a lot. I'm like, okay, I'm getting back into this. I bet I can go beat it now. It's still very difficult. Yeah. 
I got to, I think, level or floor, I don't mean, level eight, I think. And I died. And there's no saving or checkpoints, no. right? Yeah. Um, and I had to, I looked it up online. There's, I think, 16. So I was only halfway. And I'm sure it doesn't get any easier after eight. So I just don't know that I'm ever going to beat it. Um, I have gotten quite a few more shrines. So you get a bunch of shrines during the DLC. I think I've found... More than just the, the four in the first part? Well, no. I guess... Oh, yeah. I guess it is just the four. Because okay. the other shrines you do, you don't get a... Oh, it's, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess you only get four for that. But I think I've found another four or five outside of that. How many are you up to? Just exploring where I haven't been and all that. You got to be over 100. I right? broke the 100 mark. Now. Okay. I'm at, I think, 102. I'm right at 80, I think. Yeah. So I'm at 102. Um, there's definitely, I mean, so far I'm like three of four, of like four places that I'm like, hey, I haven't been in this area. I haven't been that area. I haven't been that area. I think probably like three of the four that I've been to, I found a shrine at. Really? But I'm still missing like, <laughs> I don't know, probably what, 25? There's 120. Did the so first DLC add any? So there's no, only 124. Yeah. So I'm missing 22. I have quite a few like um, side quests or whatever that are still shrine active. That, yeah, the yeah. shrine quests that you know, if I ever can solve them, that'll lead me to a few more. But I think I might maybe be You're able so to close. find them all. You're so close. I want to do it without cheating. But if there's any like up in the stupid mountains in the upper yeah. west. I mean, there are. I found a few, but if, I've, if I'm still missing some, those are going to be a pain. Or if there's any down in the desert, like, I don't know. I'd like to be able to do it without cheating, but I may just have to look them up eventually. But yeah. no, I've been playing a lot of Zelda. <clears throat> um, that's pretty much it. I don't think I've really been playing anything else. Yeah. What about you? I didn't play Zelda at all. It's just been busy. But then they had a nice little sale on the PSN this past week. One game I've been wanting to pick up for a while, ever since I played the other one in this series, I was able to pick up, and that's Lara Croft Go Okay, on the Vita. Uh, playing through it, I really like it. I, I, I like Hitman better, because this one is all just... It's still the same. Like, you move. You're, you're on a grid. It's like a board game. You can only yeah. go where you can go. But with Hitman... Each level had like two or three challenges where it was um, do it without killing anybody or kill everybody or do it in only 12 moves. And you're like, how could I ever get to the end in 12 moves? So that made you keep replaying like, oh, dang it, almost got it. Okay, now let me try this. Whereas this, I'm in like the third, I'm in the third or the fourth world now, I would call it. Uh, and this does not have that. <clears throat> what it has is it's just there's collectibles in each one. There's these these vases or vases that you see on the screen, all you do is tap them and they break and you get some kind of, either you get a gem. Each world has like, you got to find 42 gems and you've also got this like statue that you're trying to put together, like 12 pieces of this statue and you got to find each piece to form it together. So it's really just collectibles. Okay. So I don't like that. I'd rather have the challenges from Hitman, but two bucks and 50 cents. I don't know why I just <laughs> said it like that. Two bucks and a half a buck. For two fifty, uh, it's money well spent. I'm really liking it. <laughs> For two bucks and fifty cents. Uh, and at the end, once I get all the collectibles and everything, and there's a couple other stupid trophies, I'll have a platinum for it. So that's another that'll be my fifteenth platinum. Wow. 
Um, and I've still got Batman out there pending. Uh, I didn't go back and play that again. I think I'm going to wait till episode four comes out and then I'll go two, three, four, and then just wait for five. Uh, and that's really all I've been playing is Laura Croft go, but also on that sale, I finally did it. I went back and bought it again. Metal Gear Solid three Vita. I had to, I had, it was on sale for five bucks. Normally oh, it's only well, like 15, but yeah. it was five bucks. I'm like, I've heard actually the, is it just Metal Gear Solid three or is it like subsistence? It's the HD, or? it's the HD, uh, re-release for PS three on Vita. So it's the subsistence version. So you've got the camera that moves Okay. and there's some touchscreen controls. Like I think you use <clears throat> the touchscreen to scroll through your, uh, your, your items nope. over here and your weapons over here, okay. or whatever it is. Um, and you use the back touchpad to slit people's throats and stuff like that. So I'm like, I just, whatever. Just the fact that I'm going to be able to play Metal Gear Solid 3 on the go. I don't know when I'm actually going to play it because I'm going to play through Lara Croft Go. Then I want to get back to Zelda, beat that DLC. Sounds like I've got no chance in hell of ever getting the Master Sword all the way powered up. Um, so I want to play that. I still got to beat the Frozen Wilds. And then hopefully there's a couple of things I might get around the 25th of this month. That will then just, I'll be just, you know, whatever. So yeah. I don't know when I'm actually ever going to get to it, but it was five bucks. <clears throat> it's Metal Gear Solid 3. It's my favorite game of all time still. So I had to buy it. Yeah. Had to buy it. That's really it. <clears throat> it's a really slow time of the year. Uh, we're going to run through a couple really quick news items before we get to our top 10 games of the year, which I'm very excited and I'm very interested to see what both of us. Uh, have picked so there was actually this this came out right after we recorded the last episode um, but there was an interview with Kojima on IGN where he talked about Death Stranding <clears throat> which is not Silent Hills and which is also not Metal Gear Solid 5 he talked about what death is in the game quote games started over 40 years ago with arcades when the player dies it's game over you continue and time goes back to before you die you can die as many times as you want, but you always go back a little bit before you die. That was a mechanic made specifically for putting in coins, and it hasn't changed since then. It's very true. As Kojima spoke of the way a vast majority of games treat the concepts of life, death, and mortality, it was clear that Death Stranding was aiming to eschew this tradition. Quote, One of the themes of this game is life and death, so I want people to realize that when they die in the game, that isn't the end. Partway through the latest clip from Death Stranding, Sam, played by Norman Fetus, watches as an explosion engulfs the giant Lovecraftian kaiju. I don't know what that means. I don't know what you said. <laughs> a Lovecraftian kaiju. A kaiju I know is a big monster, whatever, but I don't know what Lovecraftian is. <laughs> I have no idea what that means. Sorry, I'm not nerdy enough to know that, I guess. That projects through the fog. Suddenly we see an upside-down world submerged in water where Sam exists among the float Sam, the flotsam and jetsam <laughs> of the universe around him. Sam exists among the float <laughs> version of Sam. <clears throat> From the sound of it, this is where Sam and the player go every time they die. But don't make the mistake of calling this game <coughs> over. When you die in Death Stranding, you're transported to this purgatory where you're free to explore in first person, which is also weird that it's in first person. Because of some mysterious, unique abilities that Sam possesses, you can wander outside of your body, recovering items, among other things. As Kojima explains, quote, at this point, you're not dead or alive. It's the equivalent of that screen that says continue and a counter ticking down to zero. From what Kojima told us, here's how it sounds. When you're ready to return to the world of the living, you can get back into your body. However, unlike most games which set you back to a point before you died, Death Stranding acknowledges your defeat and seems to embrace it. You're transported back to the world after your death, 
like in Dark Souls or roguelikes, where your actions maintain an order, an aura of persistence. The mechanic of dying is ubiquitous in video games, but it sounds as though Kojima is implementing systems inspired by purgatory and reincarnation as well. Quote, so as you saw in the trailer, you saw the crater, and when you come back, it's still there. Most games would have taken you back to before the crater was made. So depending on the player, you might have a lot of craters all over the place. Depends on the player. Death will never pull you out of the game, Kojima firmly stated. <coughs> this is very weird. This is very weird. And it also, again, I'm, I'm still kind of nervous about this. Yeah. This game just in general. Like, so what if you suck at this game and you just die, 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 die? And it's like, well, okay, now you're like at the end of time. You know, and the the Lovecraftian kaiju has just just I it's it's one like I don't I don't understand how this works in a video game. It's very odd. Yeah, I mean, it depends on if time, I guess, is truly. A, it'd be one thing if the game played out in more or less real time, like. Not really, but kind of like Majora's Mask, where yeah. there's like a timer, and it's basically saying you need to beat this game by this time. And if you die, you don't go back to the time before you die. That clock is still ticking since the last time you died. If it's that kind of mechanic, then yeah, that could be interesting. But if <coughs> I mean like Mario, who's to say? Are you really going back to before you died, or are you going back to right when you die? I mean, it's all rel. It's right. not relevant. It's all. I don't know what it is. <gasps> it is I don't though. Know what it is, but but I, I like what he's saying. It, it, it's true though. It's it, like, it is. It is so. I don't even know what it means, but it is so Kojima. It's so Kojima. It, you just know it when you hear it or see yeah. it. Yeah. It's it's Kojima gonna Kojima. Uh, the next thing he talked about is timefall, and in the most recent trailer, you might have noticed a mystical, unnerving rain that seems to have the ability to manipulate time. It makes plants grow and wilt the second a droplet hits them. It makes a human body age and deteriorate in a matter of seconds. That rain, which is not of this world, is called timefall. It is an integral part of Death Stranding's story and lore. So how does this affect Norman Reedus's Sam? As Kojima explains, quote, Most people in the game are aware of the rain, and, well, Norman is quite unique in this regard. I think I should stop there. I'm spilling the beans. You didn't yeah, say don't anything. give too much away. Jeez. <clears throat> when we asked if this time fall had anything to do with the recurring motif of Sam crying, Kojima, do- Kojima joked, quote, the tears, that's really only because he's sad right now, end quote. <laughs> so it's just another, I guess whenever the rain shows up, maybe you've got to go and hide, but it seems like it doesn't, maybe you don't because it doesn't affect Norman Reedus. It just affects everybody else. Like you saw, like he said, like I remember there was the, the grass came up and then it died right away. Yeah. And you had the humans that were like, oh. And they just wilted away. Very odd. Uh, the only other thing he talked about that was the the baby. Uh, the baby's a big focal point. Um, and he said that the baby relates to game mechanics and the story as a whole. What a freaking! I don't. I don't know. Like you saw, like when, like I think we talked about last week when he somebody picks up the baby. And that's when their little robot little eye thing starts coming alive, and it's looking for the sorrow and whatever. Um, so the baby is mechanics and story. We knew it was going to be story, but it's also gameplay, apparently. Yeah. Kojima also obviously loves hearing all of our theories and encourages people to keep speculating on the game. Still don't know anything about this game. That didn't help at all. The the game, the death thing is cool. And, he, and 
I just, I don't know. It's just, it just seems like such a weird game and we know so little about it <laughs> that I almost think of it as, right now, I almost think of it as more of a movie. Like, I can't picture this as a game. I can't picture the Yeah, I don't way, know what you actually play. Right, I don't know what you're trying to do. Like, it's just, it just seems more like a movie to me right now. Yeah. I am totally confused and I'm sure that's what that's he wants. he wants but it. Yeah, I don't get it. Sidebar. Yes. What is the difference? Is this a riddle or a real question? This is a real question. What is the difference between flotsam and jetsam? I don't remember. I know I've heard of that before. It's just like (laughs) debris, right? Yeah, but I don't know what is... Is one of them like natural and one is like... Well, one's Norman Reedus and then the other (laughs) one isn't. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know. You always hear about them together. Yeah. You ever hear somebody say, look at all that flotsam. Where's the jetsam? Oh, at? there's a jetsam. No, it's over there. It's just, it's flotsam and jetsam. Yeah, I have no idea. I don't know. Just, just a question. It was really more of a riddle then, because I don't think there's, I think they just are always together. I'm going to Google it. Yeah, please do. I'll let you know. The last quick news item here is just a really quick bit that as of the beginning of December, the Switch has now sold 10 million units worldwide. So we both said when they released their last figure of six million or whatever, we said, I think they'll hit 10 million by the end of the year. I was so ballsy as to say, I think they'll hit 12, thus beating the lifetime Wii U sales. Uh, that's going to be a stretch because I don't, I mean, they've, I would assume most people that are buying them for Christmas have bought them around on or around Black Friday. So right. I don't, they're not going to sell 2 million it's not in gonna, one month. Yeah, it's, it's not, not going to jump way up. But the fact that they have almost outsold the Wii U. In nine months is insane. I mean, it's impressive. A, it's impressive. <laughs> but B, it really just tells you how bad the Wii U was. Yeah. Or how bad, how badly it performed. How badly it was marketed. How badly it was unexplained. Not unexplained. Just poorly explained, I guess is what I'm trying to say. But yeah, 10 million Switches sold worldwide. <clears throat> I was in Target the other day with Jess, looking around, said, yep, they had like two or three on the shelf. I was like, that makes me happy. Like, I don't want them to be sold out. I want people to be able to get them. This thing is awesome. Yeah. I do wonder what next year is going to be like. I assume we'll get a <clears throat> Smash. We'll get maybe Animal Crossing, and then the next year we'll get Prime and Pokemon and who knows. A lot of people are wondering, like, if we're going to get more Zelda DLC. I don't think so. I don't. I don't. No. Nobody said anything. I would love about to. It. I don't think so. Are, are we going to get Mario Odyssey DLC? I doubt it because they haven't said anything. I don't know. I don't know. It'll be interesting what 2018 looks like because they brought out all the big guns this year to get this thing off to the right start. Yeah. Did you figure it out? Flotsam and jetsam <coughs> are terms that describe two types of marine debris associated with vessels. Flotsam is defined as debris in the water that was not deliberately thrown overboard, oh. often as a result from a shipwreck or accident. Jetsam ah. describes debris that was deliberately thrown overboard by a crew of a ship in distress. So Most jetsam often is garbage in the ship's load. Jetsam is garbage. garbage, but, but flotsam, jetsam, jet, jetsam is litter. Yeah, but not always with mouth. Malfeasances. Malfeasance for malfeasance's <laughs> sake. sake. Flotsam is just debris from like an accident. Yeah. Jetsam is like, oh God, we're going down. We got to throw crap overboard so we don't go down. I didn't see any Flotsam or Jetsam in the trailer. Wasn't that the name? Was it Little Mermaid? 
there's some Disney movie, probably Little Mermaid because it's water, where there's two, I think they were eels, and they were named Flotsam Oh, and my Jetsam. God. There were two eels, but I don't remember what their names were. I think that they would be were Flotsam and Jetsam. Did they eat garbage? I don't know. They were garbage, apparently. I think one was got... thrown off a boat, and one escaped from a boat when it crashed. I think we've got that on Blu-ray. I think we watched that with the kids last year. I don't know that when I... it got re-released I think I've seen everything from The Little Mermaid. I don't think I've ever sat and watched the whole thing start to finish. No way. I don't think so. Really? I never watched it as a kid. Yeah, we didn't have it as a kid. I know the music. Yeah. I know the plot. I, I just be... don't think I've ever sat and watched it from start to finish. From Flotsam to Jetsam. <laughs> Flotsam to Jetsam. Never, not once. Oh, that is the news of the week. Like I said, it's the end of the year. There's no news here. Um, so that's that's it. Death Stranding info and switches sold. And now it's time for the fun to start. <coughs> Who wants to go first? We should have talked about this before we started. I'll go. All right. Let get us started. Top 10 games of the year for here you take notes. Sean White. Okay. So, I have one honorable mention. I'm not going to talk about it too much. Um, I didn't go out of my way to come up with honorable mention, but when I came up with my list, there was 11. So, it is what it is. Number 11 was uh, Mario Kart. I figured, it's fun. You know, it's we've all played Mario Kart before. It's basically the same thing that was on the Wii U, even though I didn't own it. Now I own it. Good game. Nothing special. Had some fun with it and whatever. It is what it is. It is what it is. Okay. It looks like I wrote your name as Sam on here because I was writing very fast. <laughs> I'm just going to write a is flop. It flop? <laughs> I'm going to write a flop before it. All right. Number 10. Number 10. Um, I don't, do I want to give the title or do I want to start talking about it? I'm reading my notes from what I'm okay. in the process of writing for Logan. Uh, I'll just say it. Uh, number 10, Blaster Master Zero. Ah, yes. So, when I got... I'll just shoot from the hip, and then yeah, I'll check my notes. You're shooting from the hip, all right. <laughs> A little bit lower. Oh. oh. What? <laughs> oh. You'll find out in a second. Oh, God. <laughs> um, Would I like that... I don't know. I like it. You do like it's it? It's good. Okay. It's better than like a Guinness. It's like... Whoa. You don't like Guinness anymore? I, it's not that I don't like Guinness. I'm just saying it's more... It's got... It's not like it tastes like chocolate milk. But yeah. it's got like flavor to it besides just... I don't know. Go grab one. I'm sure you'll like it. All right. You start talking about Blaster Master right. Zero. Blaster Master Zero. Um, this is a game that when I bought it, I just kind of... I guess I'll say when I bought this game, I wouldn't have thought that it would have wound up on my top 10 for the year. It was just kind of a, hey, this is only 10 bucks. It looks fun. I think it was 10 bucks. It looks fun. I'm going to give it a go. I need to build my Switch library. Why not? The other thing is, I don't know about you. I think this is more me, but maybe it was you too. When I think of... um. Blaster Master on the NES. My favorite NES games. Obviously, there's your Zeldas and your Star Tropics and your Marios and so on and so forth. Mega Man, DuckTales, what have you. But for whatever reason, I always 
also think of Blaster Master in high regard. Even though at the time, like before I bought this game, I yeah. couldn't really tell you what the game was like. Right. I knew you drove around in the car, you knew and I knew you could parts. get out of the car, and then you could go into things, and it was top down, but I didn't even really remember it was so Metroidvania-y. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't. I, I yes. don't remember. I that. had no idea about that. Yeah, but once I started playing this game, now all of a sudden it's like, okay, now I remember. A, this game is really good, and B, now it all makes sense why I remember the original one so fondly. Okay, which I don't think we owned it, right? We did, not. but I think we rented it's one of those, many times. Yeah. Um, like yeah. Some, wait, sidebar. Some people are joking around net neutrality. That that sucks. That are like. So people are joking around like, well, hey, now if we can't get internet, maybe Blockbuster comes back. <laughs> maybe the kids actually can rent video games again. You never know. Yeah, probably not. Um, so yeah, number 10, Blaster Master Zero. Blaster Master Zero, number 10. I like that. I had forgotten that you had played that. Um, number nine. Number nine. This is kind of an odd one. Ultra Street Fighter 2. Odd because you've I don't even own this game. It's in my top ten. I don't own it. I'll you probably it for those three hours. Right. Yeah. I'll probably get it next year. I probably should have just put it on my Christmas list, but it's probably too late now. But well, but now you can just wait for the 30th anniversary collection, which I'm going to buy also. Oh, that's the other bit of news: the 30th anniversary with every Street Fighter game from one up until the last version of three. But I kind of like how everything's yeah. in one. Like I don't want to. Yep. Yeah. I'll have to read more on into that to see if I'd rather have that or just get Ultra. Um, but no, this game is like I've said many times, I think the fighting genre is kind of over with just like the beat em up genre. (sighs) It's sad because it's basically what we grew up with. I don't think there's much of a place for it anymore today, sadly, but this game, I mean, really it's just an old game that they brought back. But it is, it is just, it's beautiful. Like the, I don't know what they call it in the game, but the new modern graphics. It's the, what they refer to it as the, uh, the Udon graphics. Cause that's the comics line that, that did those, that, that drew the characters and all that. So it's like the Udon comics. If I'm okay. saying that wrong, let me know. I think it's Udon. It's beautiful. I think I prefer the old school graphics just because, but. Not the Switch version. The new ones are beautiful. Yeah. But it just, it plays exactly like I remembered it playing back on, you know, Champion Edition on the Genesis. It's just a perfect, I don't want to call it a port. I mean, it's a new game, but it's, it's just, it makes me long for the days of true classic fighting games. And like just sitting down, like we did, like we did the live stream, and that was just a crap show. I went back and watched like the last <coughs> ten minutes of it, which was more or less our last fight, which had several pauses throughout because you started yelling at Logan in the chat, <laughs> and we were just screaming. Oh God, I kind of brought I mean, back memories. If it wasn't a three-hour video, I would just go and watch that whole thing again, yeah. and I might still anyway someday. But yeah, or at least have it playing while I'm at work, and when we start screaming about something, I'll see what's going just on. Just fast but, forward to the last half hour, yeah. right? Yeah, but oh, that was so much fun. I just I love the game. Um, there's no rules that say top 10 has to be games that you own. Correct. So I put Daddy's it on there. Correct. Uh, number nine, ultra street fighter two. Awesome. That makes me happy. And I, like I said, when I said, 
when you were talking about the <clears throat> the old school graphics, what I said is, and you might read what I've written about this on a website here in a little bit. Um, Sean didn't notice it at first either, but I did. And I was like, these are not the right graphics. These the the graphics that they put in Ultra Street Fighter Two, the old school graphics, are the Street Fighter Two on SNES graphics. Right, it's not, not the, the arcade. arcade. Like I had Sean when he came over one time. I was like, okay, look, we'll pull it up on the Raspberry Pi. Here's Street Fighter Two on the Super Nintendo. Looks good, right? Yeah. And then I pulled up Street Fighter Two, the arcade version. And it was like we were both like, whoa! Yeah. Like it's not a dramatic difference, but it is a pretty big when you actually go back to back you see them it's a pretty big difference and the arcade is is it the is style it is that just, is pinnacle. it holds up today yeah. it's absolutely beautiful yep um number eight number eight uh what remains of edith finch hmm. um i don't i wrote a whole review for this game uh nerd 901 uh you can probably find it. you can just search for it um, nerd901.com check it out um, I wrote a whole review on it so I kind of said all my thoughts on that but the game is just beautiful and I think one of the things I said in the game or in the in the review this is the angle I took for my review and I know it's not meant to be negative but I basically said to call this a walking simulator is like cheapening it it's not it's so much more than that and it's I mean the graphic the the graphics are beautiful. The game is beautiful, but then the the story and the storytelling is beautiful. <coughs> and how you just you, pl- I mean, minor spoiler. I'm uh, not really spoiler, but just the way you you play the game through like people's memories. So it's just such a cool way to tell a story. Um, and I mean, the story itself was fantastic too. Um, probably. It's close, but I'd still probably say it's my number two yeah. walking simulator behind Me Firewatch, but it's, I don't even know what number three is. i probably Gone Home, and it's its better than Gone Home. It's Firewatch, Edith Finch, Gone Home, and then like Adrift and <laughs> that Rapture. Doesn't even, yeah, and, that didn't yeah. count. Um, you know, I tremendously, that was the first review I ever wrote. Yep. I remember I was at Happy Mexican with Brittany drinking margaritas. <laughs> While you were writing it? No. Oh. But I was drinking, and I was like, <clears throat> I was talking to Brittany about the game, and all of a sudden I was like, you know what? I'm inspired. I want to write a review about this game, and then the rest of this history. Did she ever play through that? I know she played, or no, she didn't even play through Firewatch, did she? No, she, she did played. Journey. She played through Firewatch. She, she did. played Journey. Okay. She played Gone Home. She was going to write a Gone Home review after I wrote this review. She's like, I kind of want to write one too, and then she beat the game and then never wrote the review. Because it's not that good. Um, <clears throat> Sorry. But no, she would probably... I'm trying to think if she watched me play through that game. Yeah. And even if she did, she probably doesn't remember it. So I should have her play through either finish too. Um, but anyways, that's my abridged uh, thoughts on the game. Again, I wrote a whole review on it. You can find it on nerd901.com. That'll give you all my full thoughts that I actually wrote while I was more or less playing the game. I thought you were going to say more or less drunk. <laughs> well, that too. Um, so number... <coughs> what was that? Eight, that was number seven, eight. 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 Number seven. This is pretty good. It doesn't... I, I was worried when I was like, I'm not ever going to drink these. I, was, I thought it was going to be too chocolatey, but it's just no, like it's a not, stout. It's just a stout. Yeah. Right, yeah. All right, so number seven. I have some thoughts here. Oh ultimately, this is a little lower than I would have 
originally thought it would be. I have a few of those. Metroid. Wow. Returns. Okay. I, I'm sorry for yelling in your ears. <laughs> uh, so I'm looking over my thoughts here that I wrote. Um, so yeah, when the first when this game was first announced, I was like, "Holy crap!" Yeah, like Super Metroid to this day is still one of my top ten games of all time, maybe top five. Like, yeah. it's it's a ten out of ten easy. Yeah. But I probably think at least ten games are ten out of tens. Yeah. So of all Same of those here. ten out of tens, where does it rank? Yeah, it's probably in the top five. Like to me, it's perfect. Um. I mean, it's my own fault, but I think going into this game, I was expecting Super Metroid, but better graphics. Because um, I had never really played the original. Yeah, I mean, I knew I knew what the did. gist was. I knew you had to capture yeah. the Metroids. Or capture whatever, is but, BS. You you obliterate. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, capture the their DNA. Yeah. Um, but in the end, I mean. It's a great game. I enjoyed playing it, but it didn't quite seem it was not it was almost not Metroidy enough for me. And I think yeah. that's because I mean they it's what they had to work with. They were remaking a yes. like almost thirty year old game. <clears throat> they weren't making a new they, it wasn't 2D a new Metroid, right, yeah. which I wish they would. Um and so they were kind of pigeonholed into, well, here's the story we have to tell. We also can't venture too far off from the gameplay if we're still going to call this a remake or whatever you want to call it. Um, it definitely got better as the game went on. But I feel like in the beginning, none of the power-ups for my gun or my abilities or whatever were like game-changing. Yeah, it would let me open this door <coughs> that I couldn't open before or... Right whatever but it's just like i kept waiting for the game to get going and all the metroid fights were at least in the beginning were kind of repetitive i'm like yeah. oh, i gotta fight this guy again and whatever and then towards the end once you start get you get the space jump and the screw attack and the the way the phaser spacer, spacer beam yeah. whatever lets you shoot through walls and all that the purple like then yeah. it started really getting going death. and you start fighting the different metroids plus a handful of different bosses um, and the final boss was awesome. The game finally, not a pun here, but it started rolling towards the end. And it, it just, it now is starting to feel like Metroid. And I think I even said when we were talking about it, <coughs> when you get through world, I don't know what they call it, level, world, section. Area. Area eight, I think, or nine. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, look at that. It connects it back to the beginning. The I'm like, up, yeah. just that alone was like, Thank you. That yeah. something about that made me so happy to where it was it made it slightly less linear. Yeah. Now that it's like, oh, it's time is a flat circle. It's all one big Thank you. Thank loop you. instead of just a line to the end. Right. That you can warp back through whatever. So um I really enjoyed the game. It was a lot of fun, but I think I got my hopes up a little too high for it. Not knowing what Metroid two for the most part, not really knowing what yeah. it was. Um, but the gameplay, the actual gameplay, like the controls and stuff, were great. Yes. And the 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 melee, the block attack thing, like that was a cool addition. I love that. That was <coughs> awesome. But I hope they just make, I'm looking forward to Prime 4, but I hope they also make a brand new side-scrolling Metroid for the Switch. 
Yes. I'm looking forward to Prime 4 a lot. I'm but not. I just I would love to see even if it's like a Mega Man 11 kind of thing. You don't need to you know put it into full gear with the graphics and everything. Like you can make it simple. You can make it look like Super Metroid for all I care. Sonic Mania. But just a new 2D yep. Metroid game. That's all I ask. I like that. One thing I forgot to say before we started this, I forgot to do the disclaimer, Sean, that these are our personal top 10 games. We haven't played every game. Oh, there are probably at least 10 games that you're going to see on almost every other top yeah. 10 of the year that I haven't played. You're right. not going to see Destiny 2 on here. You're not going to see... We don't Pers- own... Was Persona this year? Persona was this year. You're not going to see any of those. I mean, I didn't play them. So we didn't play Nier. We didn't play Neo. Yeah. We don't own an X-Bone. Not that anything came out on the X-Bone this year other than like Cuphead, which probably would have been, would have been on mine for sure. But, um, but just just the disclaimer that we, we can't play everything. We don't get review copies. We have to buy all these games ourselves. So just, I forgot that disclaimer at the beginning. Yeah. Um, so... Number six. All right, number six. Sonic Mania. Okay. Um, to me, this is almost kind of the opposite of Metroid in that my hopes were sky high for Metroid and it disappointed. I mean, it fell short of my expectations. Er, right. Sonic Mania, I was excited when I heard it was coming, but then when I started thinking about it, I'm like... Sonic has a special place in my heart, as it does for you, too. Growing up Sega kids, as you've all heard many times by now. But when I started, when you really look back, what's what's the best Sonic game? Two? Three? I still think it, well, before this year, I would say Sonic 3, I think, but it seems like I'm in the minority with that. It seems like most people prefer Sonic 2. Yeah. Um, I still think my favorite graphical style actually is Sonic 1. Yeah. And some people don't like Sonic 3 because it's almost that 3D. It's almost like a Donkey Kong, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know? Uh, I, I But I think Sonic 3. I think Sonic 3. I guess what I'm getting at is I think the best Sonic game, if it's Sonic 3, is probably still below Mario 3. All the good Mario's. Mario World. Probably Mario 1. Mm-hmm. Better than Mario Two, but it's pro- it's below sixty four. It's below Galaxy. It's below. I mean, the best Sonic game is still yeah. worse than many Mario. Games. I would I would concede that yes. And when I think back to Sonic, I'm like, it was fun at the time, but I feel like now that I'm a more you know seasoned and evolved gamer, I feel like I don't know that I would enjoy them as much. I feel like they just are very repetitive, and it's just. You know, get from here to the end as fast as you can. Just wee 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 and go flying and bounce and bounce and bounce and let the level just kind of take you to the end. And so I'm like, this is going to be cool. It's going to be a blast from the past. But a master blast. A master blast from the past. Dang it! I should have said that. <laughs> Maybe I'll add that to my write up. Um, but in the end, I was pleasantly surprised. Um. I don't know that it was, if it's as easy as Sonic is better than I remember, Mm, or if it's just this version with the new worlds, the new zones, and the nostalgia of playing the old zones again, but with 
tweaks to make them all better. Mm-hmm. None of those tweaks, none of those additions <laughs> took away from it. Yeah. They all made it better. You could have screwed those worlds up. And everything they added to it made it better. And so in the end, I mean, I was excited for this game. Not as much as you, but I was excited for it, but I wasn't expecting to be blown away. Yeah. And in the end, I don't know that I was blown away, but it was better than I was expecting, I would say. And it's halfway through my top 10 of the year, so it's got to be pretty good. I like it. So Sonic Mania. I like it. Number five. Number five. Final Fantasy XII Zodiac Age. Ah, yes. This is my number one. (laughs) So, I am a big fan of Final Fantasy XII. And I'm seeing, I don't know if it's a bandwagon kind of thing or Uh, what, but... I've like always loved that history ge- yes. from everybody but else. Yeah. Ever since this game came out or ever since it was announced, even I see a lot of people like, yeah, I love that <clears> game. That's one of the best ones. Da, da, da. Like, For the most part, you hear like BS, where were you? 10, nine or seven are usually yeah. people's favorites. I always love 12. And I think <clears throat> I thought that it was ahead of its time when it came out. Like when you look at 10 compared to 12, 10 seems like a big game but a lot of it you're kind of just on these like paths like if you look at the map like the playable map it's like lines and maybe it opens up into like this Hmm. field okay and then it's back to like lines and whatever like Like an overworld kind of a thing well there's the overworld i'm saying i I mean like an overworld like mario 3 kind of overworld no well no like you'll be in like these woods Mm mm-hmm but you got to stay on the path. Okay. Like it's you can see. I oh, gotcha. there's a lot of trees back there, and oh, there's like a river. There. But you can't go over there. There's all these you have to walls. stay on the path. Yeah. Kind okay. Of this game was not. I mean, there were some part you couldn't literally go over. It wasn't Zelda, but the whole game was mostly open. It was a lot more open. You weren't confined to like a path for most the original of it. twelve was also or this one. No, twelve. Even the original. Okay. Game was. okay. That's what I'm saying. Even on the PS2, I thought that game was way ahead of its time. Okay. And it really changed. I never played 11, so I may be wrong in was saying Was 11 this. another MMO? It was on, yeah. yeah, okay. But for me, at least the games I've played, Final Fantasy 12 changed Final Fantasy. And it was, again, I don't know about 11, but to me, it was the first one that you didn't have, like, the, the battle screen. Mm. You didn't, like, run into an enemy and then... <laughs> and then you fight like everything's taking place out in the open and it just it changes the way the game play it plays more it's just like final fantasy for the new generation it plays more like games today should play and i love 10 but that style was kind of past its prime i think even by that point um so it's a game that i was really glad to see was getting a, a re not a reboot but a remake remaster whatever plus it was the zodiac age which is based on the international version which was better than right. the one we got here to begin with so <laughs> it was something new it wasn't just a complete remaster it was there's a lot of new stuff in the game and they changed a lot of stuff that i found more and more out as i played through it um but the game was great it's not the best from it's not the best story told in final fantasy but just 
gameplay wise, easily one of my favorites. So <clears throat> my nose is running. And the funny thing, what what is this number five? Five. So five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Six games. Mm-hmm. All but. Edith Finch. Oh yeah, are all remakes. They all came remakes, back. remastered, whatever. So yeah. I thought that was kind of funny, but yeah. So number five. Com- Final some Fantasy people, 12. some people complain about that with this age, but I think it's great, especially with something like Final Fantasy twelve, where it's not just like let's just smooth out the jagged edges and stuff. Like right, it's they offer re- new. Yeah. There's and plus there's why, a whole game mode in it that I haven't even touched yet. Really, it's like uh, it's like the Beyond Oasis. Where there's that hundred levels thing, and if you oh, beat it, okay. it's that kind of thing where you progress, and enemies keep getting harder and harder and harder. But you get to use your save state, so however okay. much you've leveled up in the game, that's what you're playing. And gotcha. I haven't even—I kind of forgot about that until just now. I haven't even tried that out yet, so it gives me reason to go back and play it again. But yeah, what were you saying? I was just saying, like, what was I saying? Oh, the people crap on all the the, the HD remakes and all this other stuff. I'm like. If you just make something HD and get rid of the jagged edges and stuff, yeah, that's kind of a waste. But when you remake the game, there's a difference between a remaster and a remake. And this is clearly a remake, along with being a remaster. That's why I still hold out hope. I agree with what you're saying, but I would still call it a remat. I mean, it's not... I would say the... I think it was on PS3 when they did the new... DuckTales. Yes. To me, that's a remake. They started from scratch. This is still very much the old engine. It's still the same character. Uh, I mean, okay. they, they cleaned everything I guess up. I was just they thinking did of add it being some new the, content. The, the Zodiac. But it's version. not like they remade the whole game. Yeah, they okay. started with what they had and cleaned it up. But Well, either way, that's... But no, it was more than just grad. They did add stuff. Yeah. But, I mean, for the most part, it's just mostly making it look prettier. But That's why I hold out hope, Konami. I hold out hope. You just get the pachinko machine. Speaking of which, Metal Gear Survive is getting a online co-op beta for open beta for free, and we are going to tear that thing to shreds when it comes out. I can't wait. Sorry, I went to a dark place there. Number four. <sighs> okay, here's where it gets tough. The I, yeah. And people are going to disagree with me here. Number four, Super Mario Odyssey. Um, so as I said on here, I'm sure a lot of people have this as like game of the year when they do their list. I couldn't put it higher than four. Okay. Um, it's beautiful. It's a lot of fun. There's some strange, uh, control choices, mechanics, what have you. Um, but still it's a lot of fun to play. I feel like it peaked a little too early. It, very much peaked in New Dawn City, City yeah. especially that part, which was one of one of the just most joy-inducing. Like I just loved that; it was so much fun. And then it was like it was almost like going on <laughs> vacation or something, and then being like, "Okay, back to the real world." And not that the game isn't good, but it peaked there, and then it's like. Where do you want to go next? Let's go to the lake world. And it's like, oh, but right. I wanna, go to the, it was so much more fun. Go to it the was soup different. World. Yeah. And, you know. Um, but uh, I haven't even played the game in 
again, I've been very busy the last couple of months, but I don't think I've played it since maybe a couple of weeks after it came out. So it's probably been about a month now since I've played it. Yeah. And I feel like the longer I've spent away from it, I'm realizing I just, I don't know that I want it. It too gets Brute. kind of <laughs> repetitive. Yes. And it's cool that there are so many power moons. And I don't know, it's the chicken and the egg. I don't know if they said, I want this many power moons in there. Find a way to get that many in there. Or if they just said, well, just put a bunch in there and we end up with what we end up with. But in Mario 64, I go back to that because I played that game a lot. I never, I, I owned the first Galaxy, but not two. And I didn't even really play it that much. But whenever you got a star in mm-hmm. 64, <laughs> it was an accomplishment. This game, it's, it's almost like you're finding Korok seeds. Like you just be like, hey, there's a power moon. Yay. Dun, 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 or whatever the song is. You, you just see like a little mound of dirt and there's like the 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 colors are there. You're like, right. Okay, there's a moon. Jump on it. Okay, Stop it. I got a moon. And it's like, gray. right. It just, when I first started playing the game, I'm like, I want to get every single moon. Yeah. But now I'm just like, it's not, I feel like it would be torture almost. Like it's, I enjoy playing the game, but trying to find all of them when, when you have that many, it no longer feels special when you find one, I guess. And so it's, it's almost like finding the Korok seeds in Zelda. And as I was playing Zelda recently, yeah, there's some where you just see a rock that looks out of place and you pick it up and you find a Korok seed. But then there's... (laughs) For whatever but there's they say. some where I like stepped on this thing, and all of a sudden, this you can hear this tick, 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 and you're like, tick. I'm oh, like, what's wait, going I on? Gotta, what's going I got to hang glide over up. there. Oh, there's yeah. a there's like a circle at the top of the waterfall. I got to put my Zora gear on and swim and go up the yeah. waterfall and swing, you know, fly through it, and then I get a Korok seed. Yep. I'm like, I don't care about the Korok seed, but that was at least it's something fun. to do, yeah, right. And there's, but I think Mario is similar. There are some that are fun to get, and you feel. Like, I deserve this power moon. But then the ones that you just like, oh, I can walk behind that and there's a power moon back there. It's just like, it, it kind of took away. I wish there wouldn't have been so many power moons, I think. I think that was the big problem. Um, again, I really love the game. And in other years, it probably could have been my game of the year. But I, I couldn't put it any higher than four. I, I know what you have left on your list. And I understand. No spoiler alerts for my list, but so, I know. That being said, number three, Resident <laughs> Evil 7. Um, now, maybe this will change because I'm, I haven't played the game in probably 10 months, nine months, uh, probably 10 months, nine or 10 months. I feel like I beat it within a week of it coming out. <laughs> like I just couldn't put it right. down. Yeah. But, like, I, I want to go back and play through that game again. The DLC's out. I completely forgot about that. I was like, oh, yeah, there's crap, that too. that's another thing. Again, like with Metal Gear Solid 3, when am I ever going to play that? Right. Know. But, like, I want to go back and play that game versus, like, Mario. I'm sure it's not like I'll never play Mario again, but I just have no desire to get back into that game right now. And maybe with time, I will. Maybe, you know. Resident Evil has had more time for me to stay away from it to where now I'm like, okay, I want to get back in. Yeah. But even not long after I beat it, I said, 
I want to beat this game again. I want to do it on easy because I don't want to be so stressed yeah. out and running out of ammo. Well, I just want to enjoy it. But and it's also not so daunting like a, a Mario with all these different kingdoms and all these moons or Zelda right. that's 70 hours or Horizon that took me 45 hours to platinum it. You know, yeah. Exactly, yeah. Um, and as we've discussed on here, the last, I don't know, maybe 25% of the game, it goes downhill a little bit. It's still fun, but it's not. But that game starts out just so crazy. I mean, the opening is more or less what you played in the demo. Yeah. But then once you're in like the actual house and you're running away from Jack and my heart was racing. Like I, in my mind, I was being chased by this guy. Like uh, it just, it messed with me bad. Yep. And like, so the first 75% of the game is unbelievable. Well, the first 75% is really, really good. The first like, 33% 33% is unbelievable. It it's is unlike ridiculous. anything I have ever played before. And like, it brings me back to when I was a 12 year old kid playing the first resident evil. And I and wouldn't the play it. Dogs jump through the right. freaking window. I couldn't play that game. If I was alone at night, I couldn't do it. I'm like, I'm not, I'm just, I won't do it. <laughs> won't do it. And this, this, Brought me back to that, except now I'm a 32... Well, now I'm a 33-year-old man, but when I was playing it, I'm a 32-year-old man. Team Young. And I I still felt uneasy about playing it at night by myself. But even like in the middle of the day, there would be times where I really wanted to play this game, and I I had to like convince myself to, because I knew it's just going to be very stressful, but like a good stressful, if that makes sense. Like there are other games like horizon zero dawn. I want to go and play frozen wilds, but part of me is just like, I got to relearn all the controls. I got to, it took me a while to get good at that game. I know it's going to take me a while to learn it again and remember the strategy and all that. And to me, that's going to be stressful and I don't want to play it because of that. I mean, eventually I will, but I'm just like, "Mm, not. it's a different stress. Yeah. This was a different kind of, it was like a fun stress. It was like watching a scary movie. Like you're going to be scared. It's it's kind of fun. Yeah. But I've never experienced anything like that in my life. Um, I would say my top four games, any given year could have theoretically won game of the year, but this year was just. This year was loaded. Stupid ridiculous. From five down, yeah, they're not going to win game of the year. Not for us, From but four up. Games that we didn't play that people, right. like you were saying, that people would argue is That's the true. game yeah. of the year. Yeah. This year, more than any other year, you might read 100 top 10 lists and see 10 to 12, maybe more, number ones. It's really, I'm going to get, so when everybody, I think IGN uh, launches theirs on the 20th is when they do their game of the year. It's going to be interesting to see if certain games split the vote. And I'm not just saying Horizon versus Zelda. I'm saying Horizon versus Zelda. Uh, you got the niche games like Neo and Nier. You got Persona that's really the only RPG that's even talked about. Because, it, I mean, it's a J, the only JRPG that's yeah. talked about in Game of the Year discussions. Um, but you've got Mario and Zelda. Are they going to split the votes? Like, is, some, is something going to sneak, sneak in? Like, yeah. I, I don't know. It's going to be very, very interesting when everything starts getting revealed. Yeah. Um, so that's uh, I can't remember if we talked about it on here, but we're both going to be collecting our thoughts, and they're going to be posted on Irrational Passions. Out, Irrational Passions. 
Um, so I started writing all that up today. I wrote down basically everything I just said <laughs> from 10 through three. And then I got to number two and I just got writer's block and I couldn't think of what to write anymore. So what that means is now I'm just, again, shooting from the hip. Well, I don't I'm shooting I'm from the say, hip this whole thing, yeah. But uh, number two. Obviously. Horizon. Yeah. Um, again, like I've said for the last two games, <laughs> any other year this could have been game of the year. Um, I think if Zelda came out like three or six months later than it did and I got to play this, play through this game before playing Zelda, I think I would have liked it even more. Maybe not more than Zelda, but even more than I already do. Yeah. But that climbing mechanic, like that just, we'll talk about (laughs) Zelda possibly in a little bit. But God, I wish if that was in Horizon, it would be very, very close. Um, But the game is beautiful. It is fun it is uh, the story is fantastic it's got you know it's an action game but with rpg elements and stealth elements like it's got everything this game is fantastic it's got i'll say it it's got a better story not that i'm breaking new ground here it's a better story than zelda yes zelda ernie will agree with us here the story the story never changes. There's really no story in Zelda. That's not why people play it, but there's really no story. This had a fantastic story, and up until the end, I didn't really know. I mean, I gradually started piecing it together, but it was just, yeah. The story was great. The The controls, once I really finally got, a hang, got the hang of it, were fantastic. <clears throat> um, it was the right level of... Like the easy enemies, you can just kill with no problem. The medium enemies, if you play it right, you can probably kill them with no problem. If you can sneak up on them right, if you can approach it the right way. And then you have the big, the daunting enemies that you really need to plan out and you're going to be in for a fight. But then on top of that, you have people that you're fighting too, which you have a totally different game plan for. Like it's There's a lot going on. but Plus, I feel like I barely scratch the surface yeah, yeah i basically did i did a lot of melee i know when logan was here and he saw me playing he's like wow you do a lot more melee than i do yeah but i gradually once i got a better bow i started using the bow yeah. more but i never really used the traps i didn't use the the sling i didn't use there's a couple other things i just i literally never i didn't even buy um so i feel like i mean i know i've barely scratched the surface because I haven't even done most of the side quests and stuff. And I, I don't know that I ever will. I'll play the game again. Yeah. But it's not like I have any <clears throat> delusions that I'll ever get through all the side quests. But I do want to go back and play it. I do want to go and play Frozen Wilds. Um, Wait till you see some of those enemies. Oh, I'm sure. Sh- Holy yeah. crap. Well, that's the thing. Like, even once I finally learned how to play the <sighs> game, then it was like, okay, well, how do I fight a Thunderjaw or whatever? Mm-hmm. And it's like... I eventually figured that out, but so now it's like there's enemies even tougher than that. So now I need to relearn the game in general, plus kind of relearn the strategy. They're tougher. Yeah. It's, it's stressful to think about. And that's, that's really the only reason I haven't 
gotten it yet. The good thing is that I will say it kind of ramps you back up to that. It's not like you just jump in and then all of a sudden you've got these these new enemies just right there. Right. There's a smaller enemy that you fight pretty early on. It's kind of like the Ravagers. Um, yeah. But it's doable. Then when you get to the big one, like you get to the end of this one part of your your main quest and you see this thing for the first time and I'm like, I'm just going to hide. I, I need to like, I'm like crawling around. I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't know where to go with this thing. Like, I don't know how to, this thing is just intimidating. Doesn't even begin to describe it. Right. Yeah. Uh, and so that brings us to number one, obviously. Breath of the wild. Um, I don't know that it was ever really in any kind of doubt. Um, as soon as I started playing this game, I'm like, game of the year, done. Then once I started playing Horizon, I was like, well, crap, yeah. I, there's there's some competition here. But now that I've gone back to Zelda, it's clear. Zelda is my game of the year especially now that like the first DLC, it's like I wasn't even really playing the game anymore. I was just doing this little side thing and it was not the real game. The second DLC is more like you actually the actual got stuff to do. Game. Yeah. Right. And now that I've gotten my feet wet, I'm like, okay, I remember how to play this game. Now I've gone back and just started playing the actual game again, not just the DLC content. The DLC, the DL content, downloadable content, content. <laughs> it's like a pin number, number, PIN number, no, it's ATM a machine. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh yeah. But uh, the game is just—it's—it's it's beautiful. It's not like photorealistic, like Horizon, but it's beautiful in its own way. I'll never get that original sense of just exploration back. Like you can't unring the bell, but, but even when I was just playing through, when you look at the, the path of the hero or whatever it's called, like there's a lot of places I haven't explored and I started exploring them and I got a little bit of that sense of exploration back. I'm like, holy crap, I've never been here. This This is is new. Like, and I'm finding new stuff. I'm finding new shrines. And just the fact that you have this huge world that it seems like it's just the right amount of shrines to where you can, if you want to go somewhere, you can probably teleport close enough to it and not have yep. too much of a trek after that. Yep. Without being to just literally be like, oh, I want to go here. I want to go here. I want to go there, 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 there. It's still, they make you kind of work for it, but not so much that it seems daunting. But the map is huge. It is huge. And the fact that you can literally go anywhere like if you see it you can probably get there on the map it's just yep it's unreal like i could play that game and people have for like 200 hours and there's still places you probably haven't seen well you've probably seen it maybe you haven't set foot on it but you've probably seen just about everything by then but there's so in kind of the top center of the map just to the right of all the mountains, there's that snowfield area. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty big area on the map. I've got one line that just goes right through the middle, and that's it. And so I'm like, well, I've probably seen... I know there's no shrines there. I would have seen them if it was it literally just a shrine. Yeah. 
But now I'm thinking, well, maybe there is a shrine. Maybe I need to blow a hole in a wall. Maybe it's behind something. Maybe I need to do something to make it pop up. Like, as much as I feel like I've seen that whole area, I haven't really explored it. Like, there's so much left to do. And I do, I find myself, like, I'm, like, fully, I'm back into the game now. Not like I was when I first bought it, but more so than I've been since I first kind of put it down. Yeah. Like, I'm back in. I've got the hang of all the controls again. I I want to explore more. I want to find new things. It's just... It's not... I mean, it's a 10 out of 10, but it's not a perfect game. It's one of those. There are flaws. I wish... I hope the next Zelda is the same gameplay style. But I miss some of the old Zelda. I hope they go back to, like, fire temple and forest There's temple eight dungeons and a all the shot. all the levels yeah. seem kind of the same i mean they are i mean they're they're different but they're all the same all the bosses are kind of the same yes they could improve on that i like having to cook i like all that stuff i don't like that my weapons break i yes i would rather just have you know, a handful of weapons and the once you get sword, them then the white sword, they're yours the sword, yeah. but even like i'm fine with having like you know I'm fine with having yeah, like a true. one-handed sword, a two-handed sword. So you got to decide if you want to have a shield or not. Exactly. Yeah. Like, but fewer weapons and don't have them break. That I see what they're going for, and the whole game, you know, especially for like Eventide Island mm-hmm. and the DLC, like it's cool doing the whole procure on site kind of thing. But so, so I get why they had it go that way, but it could be better. But if they make a new Zelda game that plays like that, but it's got more of the old Zelda feel, mm-hmm. traditional like dungeons and stuff and weapons <clears throat> that don't break, I mean, to me, that would be perfect. Yeah. But this is as close to perfect as I think yeah. we're going to get. Um, so, yeah. Number one, not that it was ever really in any kind of doubt. Number one. Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild. One quick note. When I said hookshots made me think, there was an interview with Anuma and whoever the director is that I can't remember his name because he's not Anuma. They had thought about putting the hookshot in this. Obviously, it breaks the game. Then when you're wanting people to have to climb and stuff, if you have a hookshot, you don't need to climb. So they said, we can't do it. But at one point, yeah. they had the dual hookshots, kind of like in Twilight Princess. Those were claw shots. But yeah. they had mapped it out to where you could basically sling, swing like Spider-Man. Like, whooshing, and then whooshing, with your dual hook shots and just going through the world. I'm like, that's not Zelda at all. I'm no. glad you didn't do that. that. Like, I mean, sounds it cool, been, but no. Yeah. It sounds good, but it wouldn't have In practice, worked. I don't think it would have worked. Right. Yeah. Big shock, number one, Zelda Breath of the Wild for Sean. Nobody saw that coming. Not at all. All right. My turn. Time for Kevin's top 10 games of the year. I almost okay, said week. week. I was like, well, Laura Croft Go is my number one game of the week. Before I get into it, I don't really have... Nothing to me felt worthy of being a honorable, uh, mention. honorable mention. If I played more of it, Telltale Batman might have made it. But again, it's like... I, it's 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 a game, but it's not really a game. You know, it's yeah. like, it's just so... It's hard to... We bought Battlefront 2. I haven't even played Battlefront 2. Like, I'm glad I split the cost of that with the kids and wasted $25. I'm like, I don't I don't know why I paid any money for this. Like, I don't even I don't even want to play it. It's just, I've heard so many bad things about it, but the kids love it. But they love 
anything. They yeah. <laughs> if it's Star Wars, they look, obviously Last Jedi was the best movie they've ever seen. Just like Justice League was the best movie they've ever seen. <laughs> just like uh, Spider Man was the best movie they'd ever seen, and yeah. so on and so forth. I do have a most disappointing game this year, though. And I kind of feel bad saying this because I haven't gone back to it because after they've made a lot of changes, but in the state that it released, by far my most disappointing mm-hmm. game of the year, Super Bomberman R. Oh. I had, oh, what did you think it was? I thought you were going to say Street Fighter Five. No. Was oh, that last year? That was last year. That oh, was okay. six. I mean, 16. Um, so they've changed stuff? They've, they've, they've. Uh, nerfed the computer AI. Okay. They've added different modes. They've added different characters and all this stuff. They've done a lot to it. Is there a true but, single player mode in that? Yeah, it's stupid though. Like I don't want to play it. But it's, is it like it's not the traditional Bomberman? It's more like three D. The, the camera angle goes down and and it's just you still play it on a grid, but it just I, I tried it and I was like, this isn't. It's not fun. Hmm. It's not like that. It's too hard or anything. It's just not fun. Yeah. But this was like, you've heard us talk, if you've been with us for a while, you've heard us talk about Saturn, Bomberman, and it was one of our favorite games growing up, definitely one of our favorite Saturn games. But I wanted this to recapture that, and it could have, and maybe it will now. But again, it's like when IGN scores a game, they score it at release. They don't go back, and every time there's an update, well, it went up from a 6 to a 6.5, you know? So as much as it hates me, it pains me to say this, uh, Super Bomberman R was my dis- most disappointing game of the year. Yeah. I had very high hopes for that game. Yeah. And then once I started playing it, I'm like, it's just, it's too hectic. It's too hard. It's just. The computer it was has almost unkillable. Right. I, I do kind of want to go back and play now to see if it's yeah better. But And shout out to Konami for doing free updates and everything. That's awesome. It's very un-Konami-like. Uh, but yeah, most disappointing game, Super Bomberman yeah. R. Number 10, it's an oldie, kind of, but it's a goodie made new again. Nope, I screwed that up. It's an oldie, but a goodie made new again. I don't know. (laughs) Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, damn it. Number 10, Mario Kart is Mario Kart to me. Like, I've never been the biggest Mario Kart fan. I never played Mario Kart 64 until we did it at Rec Room one night. I think it was was with Jason and Brent. Did we play that with them? Who do we play no, that with? I think that was with Nick. With Logan, Nick maybe? And At- or maybe it was when Logan, maybe it was was, Logan here. was here. Yeah. Um, I'm not good at that game. And, oh, and the joystick would only go, like, the analog would only I, turn one way. I never, I don't like 64. So I've It never, controls weird. I just, I don't like Everybody loves that game. Yeah. I think it's one of the worst, personally. But, see, I don't like Super Mario Kart, the original, because it's just like, it, if, if I played it more 20 years ago, I'd probably love it. I love the game. But that now game I'm like, out. I don't know what that was. But now I'm like, I don't I don't like this at all. It's not fun. I get the mode seven and everything. It looks great. At the time it would have been amazing. But again, we were Genesis kids. I think maybe I might have played it at Randy's or something. Tim Brent didn't had have it. it. I played it a Brent lot at Brent's, yeah. But and I played Mario Kart, Mario Kart on the Wii a little bit. We didn't own it, but somehow we borrowed one from somebody or I played it at somebody's house or something. I was like, okay, now this is getting fun. The motion controls suck and they still suck in eight. I just don't like that. But then I was one of the like seven or eight people that owned a Wii U in America, and I got Mario Kart 8 on that, and I was like, first off, this is freaking gorgeous. Nintendo yeah. knows how to squeeze every ounce of power out of these games that they can. But then you go past that, and it was just pure fun. We had such a good time with it with on the Wii U. It was probably played that more than anything else on the Wii U. Uh, I mean, other than Twilight Princess, because it took me 40 hours to beat it, <laughs> but that doesn't count. But so much fun with it. So then when Switch gets announced... Zelda's a launch title, so Super Bomberman R. I'm like, well, I'm going to have two games to play. 
Awesome. Then April, Mario Kart 8 comes out. I'm like, okay, you got me. I'll buy it again, whatever. It comes with all the characters, all the tracks, new characters. Now you've got dual items. You've got the battle mode is back, a real battle mode. Um, you've got different variations on the battle mode. You can see in a Let's Play we did on the channel with the boys. It was a lot of fun. And it's like, so they took what, what ended up being my favorite, and I talked about it on our tops, on our episode 75 when we did our 75 favorite games of all time. Mario Kart 8 was on that. I hadn't played Deluxe yet, I don't think. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, to me, it's my favorite Mario Kart game of all time. It's not like Gran Turismo. It's not like Forza or anything like this. It's right. just it's very arcadey, fun cars. But then they've even got things like the boys can beat me because they can just turn on the assist motor yeah. where you can't go off the track. And it's like, I don't care. I don't take it personally. It makes they it so you me. can actually play it yes, with them. Otherwise, it's so yeah. accessible where it's not like... I mean, now, if you want to jump up to 200 cc's and go online and stuff, you're going to get roasted because some of these people, I don't know how they... I still haven't gotten the drift down. I still can't do it perfectly. Like once I, I can do it pretty well, but I would even get my butt kicked yeah. online. Like, it's just so much fun. It's one of those things where it's not like... It doesn't take itself seriously. It's so good. And some people say, well, it's not even Mario Kart anymore. It's like it's Nintendo Kart now. So it's got the Inkling Boy and Inkling Girl, and it's got Animal Crossing little pipsqueaks and stuff, and it's got Link, and it's got Zelda. But it's like it's still... Mario Kart doesn't mean it just has to be Mario Kart, you know? Right. It it it, it don't don't be stupid like that. Yeah. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe just so much fun. Yep. Absolute blast. Number 9. We shared this one. Ultra Street Fighter 2. Same place. Very very interesting. Not to beat a dead horse, but uh, Ultra Street Fighter 2 Street Fighter 2 Turbo probably is my favorite ga- not probably is my favorite game fighting game of all time more than Super more than Street Fighter 3 more than 4 more than 5 which was a cluster uh, more than Mortal Kombat's any of those more than Turtles Tournament Fighters uh, it's just like Street Fighter 2 to me is still perfect I think they got it perfect with perfect Turbo but you still had stuff, and then Super added in the four extra challengers, and then Super Turbo went the first time you had the super moves or finishing moves or whatever you want to call them. Um, they added all that in, and that so. And what I'm trying to say is, Ultra Street Fighter Two, to me, is now the perfect version of Street Fighter Two. Yep. And one of the things I really liked that I didn't realize bothered me about other fighting games until I started playing Ultra Street Fighter Two is. You don't get every other fighting game. You level up your EX gauge if it's X Men or if if it's Marvel vs. Capcom, or whatever. You're leveling up for these super moves like in five seconds or something. In Street Fighter Two, in Super Street Fighter Two Turbo, and now in Ultra Street Fighter Two, to get up to being able to do your Shinku Hadouken and stuff like that, it takes a lot, and it resets right, like it's more after or less every like round. A finishing move, yeah. Like, like you, if have you to, hit it, it's gonna kill him. And you have to work to get it. So it's like when you feel that satisfaction that, holy crap, I actually built my meter up all the way, and then you go down forward, down forward, punch. And it just, it, it it's so much more satisfying to get these super moves like that instead of right. just boom. Like in, like when they switched to the Alpha series in Street Fighter, that was the one. And it differed by character, but you could have some that could build up like EX one, two, three. Like they'd have the meter yeah. and it would fill up. You could do this, but then you could do it with two punches, then you could do it three punches. But still, like you're building up these super moves so quickly, and I just don't think that it, it throws the game out of whack. And I just think Ultra Street Fighter two did it perfectly. Yeah. 
again, like Sean was saying, I love the new art style. The funny thing is I have the best fighting game name of all time. Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo HD Remix on PlayStation 3, which is the same art style. And basically, the it's almost the same game, but I, I, I love the art style. There are some purists that don't like it. I love the art style. One of the cool things you can do on Ultra Street Fighter 2 is you can do... You can change not just the art style, but the sound style also. So we found our perfect balance. I think we both agreed on this was the new art style with the old sounds. When you do the yeah. new sounds, it is not good at all. Yeah, it's I like, like it. I, I don't I don't like it at all. It doesn't fit. Uh, and if they would have if they would have put the arcade visuals for the old school graphics in this, that I still do prefer been. that. I prefer that, but compared to the 16-bit version that they use for Ultra Street Fighter 2, I definitely prefer the the Udon Comics uh, graphic style. Right. And, yeah, Ultra Street Fighter 2. And like I said, I'm going to buy Street Fighter again. It's up for pre-order on Amazon. I already pre-ordered it, the collection. Because the collection is Street Fighter 1, Street Fighter 2, Street Fighter 2 Champion, Street Fighter 2 Turbo, Super Street Fighter 2, Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo, Alpha, Alpha 2, Alpha 3, Street Fighter 3, Street Fighter 2 Double Impact, and or whatever it is, and then Street Fighter 3 Third Strike. Like... Everything that came out before Street Fighter 4, even the first Street Fighter that sucks, it's on there. I'm like, I have to. Like, the last time they did the anniversary collection on, on PS2, it was different. It's like you could pick any character from any game. And so I could put, like, Super Street Fighter 2 Ryu and go up against Street Fighter 2 Ken, which is completely unbalanced. Is not a good way to do it. But they haven't done this where you get every game. They've never done this before. Like I said, Capcom's been doing great with... But it's all separate games. Like, you yes. have to go and say, I want to play Street Fighter 2. Like, you can't do from what list. you just said. Right. Okay. As far as I understand, yes. But is it old school? Is it the arcade graphics? Or do they only have the new... They haven't shown any... I don't think they've shown any screenshots yet. Okay. But I assume it'll be the... Like, when they did, like, the Capcom Classic... Capcom Classics Collection, those yep. were the arcade ports. They so were. I think it will okay. be the arcade graphics. Okay. Yeah. So, please be excited. Number nine is Ultra Street Fighter 2. Plus, what you failed to mention, Way of the Hado. The Way of the Hado mode. <laughs> <sighs> that that we was actually, fun for a Let's Play, and that's about it. Go watch the Let's Play of us <laughs> looking like a couple of just complete idiots who didn't decide to look up the uh, instructions for this mode or anything ahead of time. And like... Oh God! I've forgotten that we did that on the Let's Play. You just that was yeah. yeah. Go back and watch that. Time. Just Google two-player co-op Ultra Street Fighter Two, and watch the three-hour stream. Also, it helps our uh, average view time. Thank you. Number eight. This finished uh, lower than I expected, and I wanted it to be higher on this made-up list that I have. So I don't know why I care, but it's way lower than I thought it would be. Uncharted: The Lost Legacy. Wow. Number eight. <laughs> Uncharted 2 was my game of the year. Uncharted 3 was my game of the year. Uncharted 4 was my game of the year. Uncharted The Lost Legacy is not. And I was so excited when they first revealed this at PSX a couple years ago. Uh, or I guess it was just a year ago now. Yeah, it was just last year. I remember the opening scene they're showing, and you can tell there's this, this woman that's got her face covered. All these people were like, it's the new Tomb Raider, it's the new Tomb Raider. I'm like, hello, that's Chloe. This is Uncharted. That's Chloe. And then when I was vindicated, I was like, yeah, you stupid like professional video game people. I knew that was Chloe. And the best part about this game was Chloe. And Claudia Black, who's a voice actor, is just 
awesome. Chloe was one of my favorite characters from two and three. She's not in four. That was a big disappointment for me because I love her as a character. So we all assumed that we Uncharted 4 is going to get DLC. It's going to get DLC. We all assumed you're going to play as Sam or you're going to play as Sully or maybe even Elena or something weird and you're going to be just sitting at home while Drake's out on <laughs> adventures or something. Uh, but then when it turned out it was, it was Chloe, I was like, well, this is awesome. I did not expect this at all. So it's Chloe and Nadine teaming up to go on a buddy cop adventure to go out and get the Tusk of Ganesh. And it sounds great. And it's still beautiful. Like, until Horizon came out this year, Uncharted 4 was the prettiest game I've ever seen. And Uncharted Lost Legacy is just as pretty. Just the, these environments are just jaw-droppingly beautiful. There's never any pop-in or anything like that. And I'm playing on regular PS4. I don't have a pro. Just beautiful. And the interactions are so good. Like I said, Claudia Black as, as Chloe Frazier, so good. Laura Bailey as Nadine, for as much of just a blah character as Nadine is, she does a great job. These two have great interplay. Like the, the little banter that goes back and forth between them is so well done. And you get to learn about Chloe and where she came from and her family history and all this is so cool and it's so well done. And it's like, but then there's still a game you have to play. And the game you have to play is still Uncharted 4, period, with nothing, nothing new at all. And it's got to the point now where I realize that, okay, it is time for Naughty Dog, to, Naughty Dog to stop making Uncharted's. It's time, whether they were going to just end Nate's story or not, it was time to move on from this series. So this game, it took me six hours to beat. And it's an Uncharted game. You know what an Uncharted game is. It's going to be great story, great acting, puzzle solving, lots of climbing, and when they got to Uncharted 4, you knew they were going to shoehorn in the rope mechanic everywhere. Everywhere there's a cliff where you just got to throw a rope and you got to swing and you got to do it. Not only that, but they brought back the most frustrating part of Uncharted 4 for me where you have to rope and you fall and then you slide and then the camera's weird and then you jump and you don't know where you're jumping to and you don't let you don't jump the right way. There's no rope thing and you just keep... and then. Speaking of Kojima and how game over and stuff, you you spawn right back. You're on the hill and you're sliding. And you're like, the camera's still bad. I still don't know where to jump and I'm still dying. <laughs> break something. And then the Jeep and you use the Jeep to solve the puzzles and everything. And my point is like, I did really like this game, but compared to everything that came before it, it's, it's unfair to it to say that it doesn't live up because it doesn't live up because it is an uncharted game. Does that make any sense? Like, you still climb, you still look for the... Right. Like, everything is the same. It's just with different characters this time. And yeah. it's... I don't know what... Uh, Uncharted will come back at some point, either with, with new characters, or they'll reboot it and start over with Drake, or they'll do something where it'll come back, but it's got to be... It's got to evolve. Where you look at, like... I love the God of War series, and I cannot wait for Dad of War to come out next year. <laughs> It's kind of the same. They made six games, if you count the PSP games. And then they're finally like, okay, we've been doing the exact same thing for six games. We need to change this. They've done that. I want Naughty Dog to do that with Uncharted. I don't want them to give it to somebody else at Sony. I want Naughty Dog to do it. But I want Naughty Dog to be like, we are the best, you know, when it comes to making games. Let's take a step back. Let's see what Uncharted should be, what it can evolve to be, and go from there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I never played it, but I would have thought this would have been 
top five for you? I thought it was going to be. It, it started in the top five, and I was like, well, it's down. It's down. Oh, no. It, no, it's down. Oh, God. It's still going. Oh, man. It's still going down. But yeah. Again, it's still an Uncharted game, but it's just more of the same. Right. Even if the same is good, it's still just more of the same. Understandable. Number seven. Speaking of storytelling in video games, what remains of Edith Finch? Number seven on my list. This is a game, and I kind of touched on it last week. So, like, when we played Firewatch, I loved Firewatch when I played it. Firewatch is one of those games, the more I thought about it as time went on and the further away we got from it, I, I kept liking that game more and more without even playing it. That's what Edith Finch has also done to me. Like the further I get away from this, I'm like, my God, I've never, a game has never done storytelling in this way. And kind of like Sean did, we're not going to spoil anything, but like, like he said, it's you play through the whole point of the game is Edith Finch is going through her family history and there's been all these horrible deaths and all this other stuff. And that's not spoilers. That's just what the game is. And you play through those via each character, each family member's perspective And it is the, it's such a cool way from like the first, I think it was the first one when you uh, go into that dream world, I guess, when you're going along the trees and stuff like that. I was like, this is so cool. Like, but I can picture a kid having this going on in their mind. Oh yeah, they did it perfect. Yeah. But then there are some, there are some rough moments in this. There's like the tub, the tub. I couldn't, I could almost not play it. It was so... Oh my god! Um, but then and then they 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 like the hatchery. That one scene. was just fun. Yeah, where but 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 think of how messed up well, this person is yeah. in their head, and they're they think they're they're gonna be like king or something. Wasn't it something like that? Yeah, there's yeah. I think they so. were gonna. It was just like, and then you know how. So it's a very very emotional game, and I feel like I might have already given away too much, but storytelling. I've said many times, what brought me back to video games in 1998, I mean, I played it in 99, I think, was Metal Gear Solid. And it wasn't because it was the best playing game ever. The controls aren't that great. But that was when games evolved as a storytelling medium. And I always, always, which made this year so difficult, I value storytelling in games, as long as the rest of the game is there. Like I'm saying, with Uncharted, it really wasn't, you know? Um I value storytelling in games so much and the story there's storytelling and story. The storytelling in this is unlike anything I've ever seen. Like you said, walking simulators kind of get a bad rap and everything, but this was just something I had never seen before and it really stuck with me and it got more and more powerful as time has gone on. Yeah, that's another one. I'm torn between just going back and playing it or kind of like I did with Firewatch have Brittany play it and just be like, let me know whenever you're going to play this. I want to watch. Yeah. Don't play it without me, you know. So I get to experience it, but maybe have her play through it. But I do need to go back and go through that again for sure. Yep. It's great. It's great. I kind of wanted it to be higher on my list also, but this is just, even for the game, only the games that we played this year is freaking stacked. Yeah. So Edith Finch is my number seven. Number six. We short we shared this one as well. Sonic Mania. So there's gonna be a lot of repetition on this list, at least with games, not necessarily with order. Sonic Mania, I, I remember 
in July 2016, we had decided to make the, make the leap to YouTube. Yep. Our very first episode was... And one of our best. Well, one of our most viewed. Biggest, yeah, when we're not talking about Bob Maggie. Or um, WWE. Yeah. I still... It's over 36,000. I don't care. <laughs> uh, Sonic Mania was announced the weekend of Comic-Con in July 2016. And I remember it was a slow news week because it was Comic-Con. So there was like, you know, we were thinking about Justice League trailer and we got the teaser for that and blah, 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 blah. We're like, what are we going to talk about for video games? And then Sonic Mania happened. It was like, I think we only got a trailer that was maybe a minute and a half or two minutes long. But just seeing that, I was like, this is Sonic. Sonic hasn't been Sonic since 1994. Yeah. And Sonic was back and like Sean said this is such a big part of our childhood where we chose a Genesis over a Super Nintendo mostly because of price because it was 99 instead of 200 but also like we fell for the marketing and I don't want to say fell fell for sounds bad but like we bought into the marketing of like Sega is cool and Sonic is cool and he's fast and he's just he's different than this fat plumber that just jumps around on poor little Goombas and then Sonic 2 took it to the next level. And like we said earlier, Sonic 3, I think, took it really to the next level. And then ever since then, even like Sonic Spinball was okay. But we got Sonic 3D Blast was just weird. And then they just abandoned the 2D to go to Sonic Adventure and Sonic Adventure 2 and Sonic 06, probably the worst game ever made. And then that was so bad. So then they did Sonic the Hedgehog 4 and I had my hopes up for it. And I bought episode one. And I was like, this is... He's not like his jump is weird now. He's no longer a circle when he jumps. He's like an egg. So it's like the it, it's one of those things where I can't even describe it unless you see him jump. You'd be like, oh yeah, that's not right. That would be hard to play. Um, they only did two episodes. I think they had more planned, but it just didn't sell well and it didn't review well at all. And I was like, Sonic's just dead. Um, I don't like any of the 3D games where you're just running on rails. It's just not that's not what Sonic is to me, my friend. Um, <laughs> You see what I do? Well, you know, that's what Christmas means to me, my friend. Uh, I don't know why I went there. But then Sonic Mania, I saw it. I was in love. It got delayed a couple times because everything gets delayed. But the biggest thing about this when it got announced was that they they said they were working with Christian Whitehead and a couple other people that had made these Sonic fan games and had worked on Sonic ports for, for iOS. And they love Sonic. They know what Sonic should be. And that Sega felt comfortable enough to say yes that's awesome go make sonic mania like so you knew when i knew that i was like this is gonna be as good as it gets it'll probably never get better than this i do think sonic mania is the best sonic the hedgehog game ever made yeah it's better than two it's better than three because like sean was saying it took the best parts of some of the earlier games and it could have screwed that up but no it took like chemical zone it took could well, Casino wasn't it. But you had Green Hill. Just I remember firing up for the first time and hearing that Green Hill soundtrack like, oh, my God, this is it. And then it's like, this seems like Green Hill, but oh, no, that I used to go that way. Now I can't. And the, the level design in these games, I can't imagine. It's not like Mario where it's just you go from A to B. And maybe there's a pipe you go down, but then you go down, you come back up, you always end up on the same plane, basically. Sonic is like, if you ever look at a picture of how these levels are designed, they're like, you start here, and then it's just like this gigantic, huge rectangle with like the, the goals over here, but there's three or four different paths you can go. Right. And do you want to go, f- like, not every level is just about going fast. Sometimes you get, you get uh, where you got to do just, just 
real big platforming stuff. You get those levels like where you go into the background, which was so cool. I was like, cool. this is yeah. so cool. I didn't think they would do this. And I, uh, the only downfall to this was I hate that last world. It's horrible. It's confusing. Oh, yeah. You had the stupid things you had to roll around, and I could never get that right when you would jump right. And I just, like, I got, and also, oh, my God, the, the boss of uh, Oil Ocean. Oil Ocean. it was called. Yeah. It was very frustrating. but it, And it wasn't even, like, it wasn't a good frustrating. It was just, like, this is just cheap and not well designed. I don't, <laughs> this is not good. It's not that I'm just bad at games. So those were the two things that if, if the last world would have been better, it probably would have finished a couple numbers higher on my list. Um, but Sonic Mania, my number six game of the year for 2017. Is there anything you didn't talk about or I didn't talk about with it? With Sonic? Yeah. I don't. Th- I mean, no, I don't think so. Yeah. I think we covered it. All right. Number five. Another game that kept dropping the more and more I thought about my list. Super Mario Odyssey, number five. You had it lower than I did. I did. And the fact that some people are trying to say this is the game of the year, I just don't don't get it. So this was really – I've talked about it before, but I've never been a 3D Mario guy. I I dabbled in 64. That's really it. I never played Sunshine because that's stupid. Galaxy I tried, but I didn't like having to to do the nunchuck and the waggle. I was like, this isn't... Galaxy, if I could just use a controller, it might have been better, but I didn't like the motion stuff. So I've just never been a Sonic... Or no! I've never been a 3D Mario type of guy. This game... I think it's the best 3D Mario ever made. Again, it's really the only one I've played a lot of. But that being said, I had a lot of issues with this. The game, first of all, it's kind of echoes your points. This game didn't stick with me. Like, I beat the game. I did some of the post, uh, post-game content in the, the, the world that you get to right after. It was just so cool from a nostalgic perspective and stuff, and some of the puzzles in there were really cool. Um, and I went to the moon and whatever. It's not a spoiler. It's just you go to the moon. Yeah. And I was like, I don't – I just put it down, and I haven't gone back. I put in – Right at 15 hours, I think, on this. And like Sean was saying, I haven't gone back to it in weeks now. My boys are still playing through it, and they like it, but it's it just didn't hook me. Like, I wanted to beat the game, and like New Donk City, if you don't know what happens there, don't let it get spoiled for you. Just get there, get to the end of New Donk City, and just you will have your mind blown. Yep. Um, I like the Bowser fights. I didn't like... The, the rabbit bad guys, the brouhaha's. What were they? Brutals. The brutals. I didn't like <laughs> the them. Brouhaha's. I wish it would have just been the Koopa Kids. Yeah. Uh, and that's probably nostalgia talking, but I didn't like them. Some of those boss fights were super easy. The game wasn't very difficult. Until you get to the post-game stuff, it's not a difficult game right. at all. I don't know. The, the main thing I had, though, is them forcing these damn motion controls into this game pissed me off when you've got so many buttons whether you're playing on the switch or you're playing with a pro controller you have the same amount of buttons and half of them if not maybe more than half are not used like y and b do the same thing as x and a l1 and l2 and r1 are like nothing there's all these unused buttons so if you're playing with a pro controller because they're like, oh, no, the recommended ways to, to hold the two Joy-Cons. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not going to play like this. I'm not going to do it. So if you want to, like, 
if you want to throw your hat and have it circle around, you got to got to got to throw it and then you I'm just doing this. I'm afraid my pro controller is going to go flying out of my hand. Right. I could never get the the kung lao thing where your hat goes down and spins I don't even know and you goes can do forward. That. I've yeah, never done that because you can't do it on the pro controller. It's like impossible <laughs> to get it to just go up. It wouldn't do it. It would want to do the spin throw when I didn't want to do the spin throw. I don't. I don't. I don't like that. If they would go back and patch that out and be like, okay, well you can use X to to do a spin attack or something, that would make the game maybe it would make it too easy. I don't know, but. The controls were a major issue in this for me. And just the, I just, I prefer Mario to be side scrolling, period. Mario is at its best when it's, yeah, a platformer. But, but to give it a major plus, my favorite part of the game was every 2D section in this. So yeah, cool. That I a, almost, I almost wish they wouldn't have shown that in any of the trailers or gameplay footage or anything. I wish it would have just been like I go down a pipe and I'm like, Right. You gotta be kidding me. Like that would have just oh speaking of mind blowing, that would have been mind blowing. So I feel like I'm really ragging on the game. I did really enjoy my time with it, but I I I if this wins game of the year from anybody, I'll be like, Man, you didn't play some of these other games. Yeah. You just you just didn't. I just don't think it's that good. So I remember you were very apprehensive because of the hat. Do you feel like that had nothing to, I mean obviously that was yeah. the cause of some of the control things but in the end you're fine with the hat I was fine with it's the hat it's more just the control it's just and, more that I think the 3D style of Mario games how how they are almost puzzle platformers for a lot of the game now I don't yeah. know if the other ones are like that but this was so much like you got to you got to capture a goomba and you got to stack them up 10 high so you can go over there to miss goomba so you can go oh, I'm so in love and then she'll give you a star <laughs> or you got to figure out which and like there's so many puzzle elements to this which aren't really Mario to me, but I did like. So the, at the end of the day, I had more an issue with how you control the cap than the actual right. capture mechanic. Okay, yeah. Is what I would say. So Mario Odyssey, number five. Put your pitchforks away. I'm sorry. It's, it's very good. I think originally I had said a nine. I think it's dropped from that. It's about 8.5 yeah. for me. It's about 8.5. It's yeah, fine. I think that's fair. It's fine. Number four, Metroid Samus Returns. I loved this game. This is a game that I definitely, well, clearly was more fond of than Sean was. This is a game that, like, I was, after I bought this every day on my lunch, I mean, I don't usually get lunch breaks, but I was like, I brought my 3DS to work, and I go, I'm going to go out to my car for an hour, I'm going to play this damn game, and I'm going to see if I can get more Metroids and it it the game i didn't want the game to end i beat it in 12 hours or whatever i will say a big factor i yeah. think is that you have the xl i think oh, that gosh, would yes. have made my experience better but yeah the little i did play on the xl is like oh oh this is wow yeah yeah it made a huge difference but. yeah um so kind of to echo what Sean was saying, like this when this was announced, I still don't know why they didn't put this on their E3 yeah. Treehouse Live. They did it on the like, oh yeah, we got a new 2D Metroid game coming. Like this should have been a big. They should have followed up the Metroid Prime Four logo with Metroid Samus Returns, and everybody right. would have lost their minds. I really hope this game sold well so that we do get more 2D Metroid games. Yeah. Um, I agree with what Sean said that this didn't feel as Metroidvania-ish, which feels stupid to say about a Metroid game, but as Metroidvania-ish as Super Metroid did. But 
I like I like the way this game was structured. I like how it ramps up from like you, you the first Metroids you get, they're just going and all you gotta do is shoot them a couple times and you just you suck in their DNA and you go. I like how you have to find them to unlock the the big chozo, chorizo, whatever <laughs> thing and then the water drains and you go down there. Um I like that they did have all the classic power ups, even if it took a while to get to them. Yeah. Um and especially one of the things I was worried about when I it's so weird to see trailers of 3DS games because I don't think they're ever as clear as they would be if it was just like play it on your Switch without having to have the stereoscopic 3D built in and all this other stuff. So I was kind of worried that like the art style was going to turn me off. I wish I, I when I saw it revealed, I was like, man, I wish it just looked like Super Metroid. I wish it looked like the, the Metroid 2 fan remake that got shut down by Nintendo, yeah. AM2R. Um, but once you play it, like it works so well. And the fact that I don't really ever play with 3D on, but if you did play with 3D on on this, you would know there's always stuff going on in the background. Like you'd see a giant alien or a giant robot mining in the back. And you're like, well, this is like depth that you could never get. And I don't mean that literally. Well, I mean it both ways. Of just standard 16-bit graphics, you know. there's yeah. th- It made you feel like you were in a world. Um, the boss fight, the only one of the downsides was there wasn't as many boss fights, but they got around that because you had to fight 40 mini-bosses in Metroids. Uh, and when you got to the last few Metroids you had to get, those things were insane. Yep. Um, so it didn't have, I mean, there's, if you're a Metroid fan, there's some enemies in it that you'll know and love um and then the very end ties into another metroid game which i didn't i didn't know was coming i still haven't played it i need to go back and do it but the i i just absolutely loved my time with this game and i didn't want it to end also like sean was saying the gameplay stuff at first i could not get the hang of the the parry or whatever it was called i just couldn't get the timing right but once you did it's like some people complained about it because they thought it kind of broke up the pace, but I'm like, y'all are acting like Metroid is a Contra game or something. It's not like that. So it's okay that you see an enemy, they give you the little flash, they show you they're coming, you go pop, one hit kill, done. Uh, I also like the way they, they used how you can um, use the L and the R to, to, to change the way you aim. You can sit still if you hold down L and you can aim in any direction. Yeah. I like the little touches graphic-wise, like... Like, if you hold L and you aim behind you, Samus won't just turn and do this. She will, like, she'll be facing this way, and then she'll go, oh, bam, 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 and she just looks like such a badass. It's just it was so well done. Yeah. Absolutely love my time with the game. I hope we get more 2D Metroids. I don't care about Metroid Prime. Maybe that's because I've never played them. But, like, you'll, if, you would love one. Okay. It is Metroid. Two and three, it's a little different. I mean, it... One is like Ocarina of Time, whereas okay. I think two and three are more Majora's Mask. Ooh, I don't want to play two and three. Like one is in the normal Metroid universe. Like Ocarina is in Hyrule. Okay. Majora is in Termina. Right? right. Like you would like one. Okay. I hope that's how four is. At least I hope they don't get too crazy with like, I just hope it's a standard Metroid game. Yeah. But I think you would like, you would definitely like one. Yeah. I think. I mean, maybe it hasn't aged well. I don't know, but yeah, I should give it a try, especially since four is coming out, and I'll probably end up buying it just because I have a switch. I feel like I should. Yeah, 
So number four, Metroid Samus Returns. Number three, Resident Evil 7. I think I like this better than four. And I I played four for the first time last year, 2016, when it got re-released. And I loved it. I, I said at the time, I was like, I don't know how I missed out on this for all this time. But with it being an HD re-release for like the third time or however many times they've re-released that game, I wish they would have updated the feel of it, the way it feels when you aim with the right stick, that it's not so slow and cumbersome and stuff. But then it wouldn't be the same game, so whatever. Resident Evil 7 is just unlike any game I've ever played before. It's it's not even just that, fir- the, like Sean said, that first hour is unreal. And the whole time you're in the house is just like you go up to a door and it's like I don't I'm afraid have no idea what's going to be on the other side yeah and you don't even have the loading times like you did with the old Resident Evil games that built suspense in this is just like there's going to be an oil monster on the other side or Jack's going to come through with a shovel and cut half my head off or you just hear him all of a sudden you hear him like taunting you and you're like like what what? where Where is he he? oh god and then yeah Or you're just walking down a hall and you think everything's fine and then boom, he comes through the wall. It's got boss fights that are really well done, even though one yeah. is the most disgusting thing I've ever seen, I think, in a video game. It just made me want to vomit. Uh, they had like a, a saw part to it. That um, was cool. Yeah. that you And it's so the, the puzzle solving in this was really well done and the, the shotgun and all that and the, the shadow puzzles and stuff like that and other things I here but can't think of um and even so like marty sleva has said a lot of times that if he his game of the year is the first two-thirds of this game yeah like if the if the whole game would have been like that he said it probably would have been his game of the year uh and while i i agree with that i don't i don't hate the third act as much as I think a lot of people do because I still felt very uneasy. Like it was, it right. was different than being in the house, but it was still like there's doors you have to open and there's lots of enemies and yeah, it's more action oriented and the story kind of gets crazy and everything, but it's still until you get down in the tunnels. Actually, when you're on the boat, that's cool. When you get down in the tunnels, yeah. it's like, this is, this is just not even fair anymore. Um, it just, it brought back the, Like Resident Evil One was cool because it was the whole haunted house kind of vibe. Yeah, you're in a this mansion, creepy mansion, and then two were like, "Well, we can't do that again." Mm, you're in a let's city. Let's have it be in, in a police station. Oh yeah, that's right. And then three, yeah, you're like in the city, and I think maybe even in the police station for a little bit of it. You're in a hospital. Four, you were in like. Four, you were all over the place. Or not four. four not four, so not four, but uh, Code Veronica. And well, then four, four kinda, totally flipped yeah. it around. Yeah. But then this is like, you're back to just like, cre- it's just, uh, there's it's like such an a realness area, to it. But it's also like, it's just a house, but then there's so many, that house is bigger than you think it is. Right. And then I remember the first time I walked outside the door, I was like, I'm scared to death to actually go out. Like, I don't know who's going to be out here. Uh Resident Evil 7 was just a fantastic game, and it's definitely one I do want to go back and play through. Yeah. Again, um, and then there's some big fan service at the end. If somehow you haven't been spoiled yet, I'm not going to spoil it for you, but you'll go, holy crap, uh, when a certain thing is revealed. Um, 
Yeah. Resident Evil 7 is just awesome. I it 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 wasn't going to win my game of the year, but I feel like I, I feel like this is going to get a it's going to have a disservice done to it because it came out so early. Like it was like the third week of January. There's some people are like, right. "Holy crap, that came out this year." That I think it's going to get bumped down in in some categories and stuff because people just forget what an amazing experience it was. I don't want to play it in VR. I'm kind of like Adam. We were saying Adam's like, I'm not a fan of pooping my pants. I would probably <laughs> poop my pants in this game. Like, go back and watch. I I did the let's play of the first hour of this game, and I was just just out here by myself in the pool house recording studios, scared to death. Oh God, it's amazing. Just. That's another game. thing. It's right up there with Zelda and that that is something I wish I could be neuralized and experience again for the yeah. first time. See, I mean, I, it's still going to scare yeah. the crap out of me knowing more or less what's going to happen, but I would love to be able to experience that for the first time again. I think there's going to be... You'll remember the big moments, like climbing up the ladder to the window in the opening and then the then the then what happens after that. Like I'll remember all that, but the little moments where you're exploring and... I will. I'll forget a lot of that. Uh, I'll forget a lot of it, and it'll be fun to go back through it again. Yeah. All right. So now this is when things get interesting for me. So number two, this is the hardest decision I think I've ever had to make for a game of the year award in my head. <laughs> that we're not like, just you know what I mean. So Horizon comes out on the twenty eighth of February. The Switch and Zelda comes out on March 3rd. And we both were of the same mindset. I'm not going to get Horizon Zero Dawn because we're getting the Switch in three days. I know Zelda. I cannot wait to play this, especially since I had had my 3D Zelda fears quenched by playing through Ocarina finally. <laughs> Did I mean to say quenched? I think you mean squashed sure <laughs> but but playing through ocarina of time finally on the 3ds the definitive version of it playing through twilight princess i was like okay 3d works for zelda and i knew it was going to be great i knew i was spending all this money on a switch and a pro control and all this i'm gonna i'm gonna play zelda until i'm sick of this game and i did for about a month it was the only game i played finally was like i'm ready to move on I played some little things here and there and i think it was in may that I finally went back and got Horizon Zero Dawn. Wow. With the stupid zigzag? Yeah. Ugh, do the super kick, Dolph. Um, and I thought playing through Zelda, I was like, I've heard Horizon's good. Colin and Greg talk about it a lot. I trust them. But there's no way it's going to live up to Zelda. Zelda is the craziest game I've ever played. It's not my favorite game of all time, but it is way up there. Then I played Horizon. And Horizon Zero Dawn hooked me more than I thought it would. It blew my mind. I had never really been a big fan of bow and arrow, bows and arrows in video games. But it worked so well in this. Even though it didn't actually work as well as Zelda because that motion aiming on the Switch Pro Controller is just it's just so pinpoint accurate. It's awesome. Horizon Zero Dawn, like we said, I love storytelling in video games more than anything. Horizon Zero and stories in video games. Horizon Zero Dawn's story, there is so much there. There's so much lore that you get little bits of and you you, you figure out 
why the world is like this and you figure out where Aloy came from and, and how the world got to, to be where it is and these machines and there's new machines and all this other stuff. Tell me AJ didn't lose. No, he won. Okay. Um, Calf crusher submission. Good. Good. Then yeah, there's you, you tapped out like a little beat. <laughs> You're done. You're never getting another shot. And Owen's insane one. Of course they're not going anywhere. Yeah. Did, did D bride turn heel? Yes and no. Okay. I mean, not Shane, you're out of control kind of a thing. I think Zane rolled up Orton or something and Shane counted one, two, and then stopped. And then Brian got in his face like, don't do that. You can't do that, whatever. And then Zane pinned Orton. And then I guess Brian did a fast count. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, well, that's tough. Um, anyways, Horizon just blew my, again, the prettiest game I've ever seen. The story was so like like I told Sean, I was like, "You're going to get to the point where you're going to go up this this big building. You're going to get to the top, and you're going to finally start to figure out what happened and what Horizon Zero Dawn means, and you're just going to be hooked." And I was hooked. I've been fighting with myself for probably the last four months of what my game of the year is, and I think this is this is how <laughs> messed up in the head I am that I'm like I'm taking this so seriously that I'm like everything in me after I beat Zelda and I was done I moved on everything since then has been Horizon Zero Dawn it's one of those games that really stuck with me I couldn't stop thinking about the story where the sequel's gonna go what the Frozen Wilds might do um, all this world these relationships with like Aaron and all these other people that you meet in the world and, and their their backstories and Aloy is such a great character even if the the face animations are like I, they're just weird when they're talking it's like Mass Effect it's and not it, like Mass Effect. Well, it's not like <laughs> Mass Effect, but it's, it's yeah. And then, like, I was trying to just, I went back and listened to our old podcast when I talked about Zelda, when I talked about Horizon, because everything in me was like, I think it's Horizon. Horizon's my game of the year, and I feel like I'm, like, controversial in my own head for saying that Horizon's my game of the year. Then I was like, okay, so I got to go back and I got to play Zelda. And I played Zelda even before the DLC came out. And it started to click again, although I kept dying because I just didn't remember how to control the game. And Yeah. And then all of a sudden it just clicked that, like, I had forgotten. Like, I was just saying about Resident Evil. I had forgotten because it had been so long how magical it was playing Breath of the Wild. Not just being on the Great Plateau for the first time and Link's naked. He's just got boxers on and there's the old man who you can tell is going to be somebody and you get the paraglider and you glide off there for the first time and you see your first guardian and you're like, well, that's... I don't know how I'm ever going to beat these things. But that this open world... And a lot of people have, have, have said it's only a game of the year because it's got Zelda on the title and it's, it's just Skyrim and blah, blah, blah. You can't say that, though, I don't think. Like, if you like uncharted you like it you could say well what if they just made an indiana jones game and it was the same as uncharted well but you can't because uncharted you care about the game because it's got the name uncharted on it because you care about nathan drake and you care about sully and you want to know about drake and elaine and all this other stuff so you, you can't just say something just gets it because it's got the name on it because the name is the game does that make sense yeah long story short my number two game of the year is Horizon. Okay. It's Horizon. I I love Horizon so much. Uh, any other year, 
I mean, I like it better than Metal Gear Solid Five. I like it better than Uncharted Four. But Zelda is just a little bit belder. <laughs> belder. That's a new word. I just killed the moment. Zelda, Mr. Belding? I should cut that out, but I'll never remember. Zelda is... Zelda is... Zelda oh, that's why is Zelda Belder. is Belder. Um, <laughs> Zelda's just a little bit better. Like... <laughs> Oh, you can tell we're two hours in. Um, so my, my favorite game series of all time, I think is probably, it's still Metal Gear. But like Zelda's right underneath it. And while this isn't my favorite game of all time, and I actually still don't think it's my favorite Zelda game of all time, I think I still prefer Link to the Past. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm off my Zelda one's the best game ever made. I'm, I'm off of that. I still think I prefer Link to the Past for some of the reasons that you said. But the, the only, the real... It would have been nice to have the dungeons and all that other stuff, but the real thing is just the breakable weapons. Just it just it just grates at me. Um, if they would have gotten rid of that, then it this might have been my favorite Zelda game of all time. Still behind Metal Gear Solid Three, but yeah. Um, and I'm just kind of combining two and one into one, but just, just put one's Zelda's my number one game. Um, Horizon's great; it's beautiful. The f- story's fantastic, but Zelda it just is special, and Horizon's special too. But Zelda is just Belder. <laughs> Zelda is just like any, it's unlike any game I've ever played where it's, it's just, I know it's something as simple as climbing, but like climbing, like, but it's just everything like getting around in that game is just perfect. Yeah. Between like the warping. <laughs> you can't, you're crying because the Belder. <laughs> it's like, it's Zelda so is Belder. But anyway, it's the warping. The climbing and then the paraglider. What is that what it's called? Yes. Or it's just called the glider. The glider is just it's just it's just like when I want to go somewhere, like if I want to get over here, I could either like warp here. Oh yeah. Or I can warp here. Yeah. I'm gonna warp here and, and I'm then just, just gonna, fly. Especially as once opposed you to warping here and then walking. Up. Right. Yeah. yeah. Just everything works in conjunction just perfectly and and like it's not the the most technically sound there's pop in and stuff because when you build a game this gigantic on the power of the switch you're going to have limitations and some of the textures are really flat and there's pop in and stuff but like what's weird is when i was exploring just earlier today i was in this area this pretty sizable area that i had not been to before and i was up kind of high i wasn't on top of a mountain but i was up high and I'm looking in the direction that I need to go. I'm like, all right, if I go that way, I haven't explored any of that. But then I look and I see a blue shrine. I'm like, what in the world? I'm like, I thought I hadn't been here. And then so I line up, so I'm like facing right at it. And then I look at the map and I'm like following. I'm like, all right, where is this thing? And it was really far away. Oh, like yeah. You can see for miles and miles in that game. Yeah. Like all of a sudden I'm like, how have I done the shrine? I haven't been here yet. And I was looking at a shrine that was yeah, way beyond this area that I'm trying to explore. It just, I don't know, it blew my mind. Yeah. And not only, not only is it like an open, like I, I think I've talked about this on podcast, but it's not, 
Like they made such a big deal about Metal Gear Solid Five being an open world, and it was an open world. There's just nothing with just there. Nothing there. Just a bunch of sand and a couple little encampments here and there. Whereas Zelda, it's like every time, like Sean was saying, every time you get to a new area. Like I remember before I stopped playing and moved down to Horizon, I got to this this little village that I didn't even know existed. On this, it's like a beach village with like these huge these trees that had like these gigantic like leaves or something. And I was like, I didn't even know this was here yep. and then when i find so i bought the dlc and then i'm looking at my hero's mode or hero's path whatever it's called i'm like i haven't seen anything in this game yeah my little green line there are so many areas that i that i have completely skipped over and all those areas have something in them and it is just amazing this this year has been insane for video games the fact that two of my top five favorite games of all time came out in one year is insane but at the end of the day zelda breath of the wild is my game of the year i mean obviously i can't argue i thought horizon was gonna be zero one <laughs> i mean that would that would be correct but i thought it was gonna be number one but zelda was belter. But zelda was belter zelda was belter put that on a t-shirt and print it zelda was Belders. All right, so we have eight of the ten the same, and we actually agreed on five, five in the same location. Yep. So that's about what I figured. That's good. That's good. Whew, this has been a podcast. Do you want to do it? Yeah, whatever. It should be quick. Well, I don't know. No, yeah, whatever. It sounds like a We're good here. Let's point. do it. All right, let's do it. So those are our top 10 games of the week, but that's not the end of the podcast. Why is that, Sean? Because it's time for the... <gasps> it's the Back of the Box challenge. challenge. If you didn't know the Back Box Challenge, how we end the podcast here every week on the two-player co-op podcast. What this game is, is we take a look at a previously released retail game, and we look at the back of that retail box. We read the description aloud to the other player and bleep out any pertinent information that would give the game away or make it way too obvious. Then the other player gets to ask some follow-up questions that can only be answered with a yes or no and try to see if they can guess the back the the game of the damn it if they can guess what the game is with the back of the box that we've read aloud and that's what we're going to do now the points aren't real and the questions don't matter um i'm gonna go first just because i should be fine on battery but my battery's dying so i'm gonna go first anyway okay blank Bullets fly and circuits fry in heavy-duty blank combat. Uh, techno slaughter. I don't know what techno slaughter is, but... Is this system shock? No. You control blank, the ultimate blank warrior patrolling the charred urban destruction of the Great War. And a murderous blank is gunning for you. You are the ultimate tech destroyer. What the hell? With <coughs> blanks, blanks, blank, and blank. Are those people? No, they're things that you have okay. to destroy tech, apparently. Um, Is this part of a series? I don't believe so. Oh, God. <laughs> um, blank of cyber combat rock through what cyber combat rock group <laughs> blank 
This is like one of like the, it's like a bullet point talking about the game. Blank of cyber combat. Simon Baines and Heaven Heaven talked. <laughs> I'm so confused <laughs> on what this is trying to say. Cyber combat rock through war-torn urban streets, bombed out farmland, scorched forests, and bullet-riddled burbs. Burbs. Okay, so this is, okay. Is this an 8-bit game? No. 16? No. Oh, my God, I'm screwed. 32? Yes. Uh, is it a Saturn game? No. It's a PlayStation exclusive? No. Oh, my God. It's a PC? <laughs> no. What the hell? There's nothing else. The 32X? Yes. Oh, do you pilot a giant robot? You do. I don't remember the name of it. I can't, it's not Mech Warrior because no. it, it's, um. oh, my God. I really liked that game. We had we it. owned it, right? We had okay. it. I really liked it. I had it. to pull up gameplay footage, and even then, I'm oh like, my God. I think we own this, but... But what was the name of it? I know the game. I can't think of the name now. It's not Mech Warrior. It's not... Mech Assault? It's not... No. Gear. It's not Metal. It's not Gear. Metal? Slug. No. no. That's the Conjure game. I don't know. Metal Assault. Metal Warrior. No. Mecha Warrior. Mecha Metal. <laughs> Bleeder. Mecha Metal. Belter. Metal Belter. Um, I think this was also the name, I think, of a bad guy in Ninja Turtles. Metal Shredder. Metal King. Rat King. Metal Usagi Yojimbo. <laughs> he was a good guy. Triceraton. Bebop. Rocksteady. It's it's Metal Blank. I, I have no idea. I can't think of it now. Metal Assault. Metal uh, Rat King. Metal, metal Body Part. Metal Gear. <laughs> metal Arm. Metal Leg. Metal Head. Metal Head? Metal Head. <laughs> that was the name of it? Oh, I would have never gotten it. Metal Head. Yeah, that was the guy in Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Yeah, we had the action figure. Yeah, Metalhead was the name of the game? Holy crap, I would have never guessed that. That That's the game, though. I love that game. I don't know what made me think of it, but... Oh, no, I know what I did. I'm like, I want to do something obscure. I'm like, let me look through all, like, 20 games that were released on 32X and find something obscure. And then I saw Uh, that, I'm like, wait, we actually own this, I thought. I couldn't remember. I was pretty sure we did. We definitely did. It was one of... Yeah, not many. All right, ready? Yep. The blank gang has spread crime and violence throughout the streets of blank. Only one man has enough guts to take the streets back from them. Blank. Now the blank gang has kidnapped his daughter, Jessica, to bring him under their control. But they've made one mistake. Blank's furious furious and he wants someone's head. Blank and blank's boyfriend, blank. Are joining blank to clean up the slime. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Blank and blank's boyfriend, blank. Blank and not oh, both blank. of their boyfriends. <laughs> blank, one person, and blank's boyfriend, blank, are joining blank to clean up the slime-filled streets and rescue Jessica. Along the way, you'll find food to replenish your health. Is this a Streets of Rage game? No. Is it a Final Fight? No. Is it a beat-em-up? Yes. Okay. 
Or better yet, search for weapons to knock the living daylights out of your enemies. So join Blank and his friends as they try to free the city from the evil clutches of the mad... Oh, Blank! <laughs> mad... Mad Gear? Mm-hmm. I can't remember what game it is, though. Oh, is it Double... No. Is it Double Dragon? Mm-mm. Is it a 16-bit game? Mm-mm. Eight? Mm-hmm. Is it River City Ransom? Nope. Is it... Mini Final Fight or whatever that game was called? Yes. Is it? Mighty. Mighty Final Fight. It's like I when you mini because they're all tiny. When you said, is it Final Fight? I was like, <laughs> no, it's not. You didn't ask if it was part of the series. Look at these stupid graphics. That's why I called it Mini Final Fight. I right. forgot it's Mighty Final Fight. Oh, uh, you know what the God, lowest. That's terrible. Segway. You know what the lowest rated game on IGN this year was? Double Dragon 4. 3.5. Double Dragon 4. It's like the oh. graphics of Double Dragon 2 and stuff, but it was right. just horrible. And it was I forgot that game even came yeah. out. I was so excited for it. We were going to buy it and do Let's Plays, and it was like, this is one of the worst games ever made. That's so bad. Yeah, We did not do it. Well, that went better than I thought it would have. I don't know. How I how did I get to oh, 32? It wasn't any of those systems. It's got to be 32X. Is it the mech game? Yeah. Okay. Oh. Well, yeah. What, what finally made you get to where it was... A mech assault kind of game. Because I knew, I was trying to think of, there's only 20 games on the 3DS. <laughs> I mean, the 3DS, the 32X. And it was like, it's not, Doom was on there. This is not Doom. It seems kind of futuristic sounding. So I was like, what else could there be? Is it the mech game? Yeah. It just It just was like, I don't know what else there that it could be. Yeah. That has been it for episode 102. Woo, boy, that was a long one. Our top 10 games of 2017. Thank you guys so much for hanging there in there with us for episode 102. As you know, we are part of the Nerd901 family, so go ahead and check us out at nerd901.com for all things nerdy in Memphis and around the globe. And we're going to keep shouting him out because he's going to keep going up and above and up and above and beyond. Up and above. <laughs> check out Blurred Without Fear, youtube.com slash Blurred Without Fear. Check out our buddy Ernie. He's doing great work over there. Uh, go check him out. He's he's blowing up like we knew he would. You can find us on Twitter. I'm at KevinWhite24. He's at RealSeanWhite together. We're at two-player underscore co-op. Uh, obviously, hopefully you're watching us on YouTube. Otherwise, you stole our video, and that's not very nice. Go to YouTube.com slash two-player co-op and hit that subscribe button. Share the video with your friends uh, and and all the <coughs> like. Like the video if you liked it, and like it if you don't like Bob Mackey. Uh, you can find us on audio also on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and audio services all around the world. And we have a Facebook page that we never update at facebook.com slash two-player co-op gaming. Thank you guys so much for being here. We're going to be off next week for Christmas. We're going to come back, I think, the week after that. We'll see. Um, Hopefully have an idea of what we're doing differently next year. Again, if you haven't taken the survey yet, go to the SurveyMonkey link that is in the description. Give us your feedback. It seriously is like two minutes. That's all it takes. We just want to know what you like, what you don't like, what we could do differently, what we should keep doing, yada, yada, yada. I didn't yada yada over the bisque. It was the best part. You get that, right? I get it. Yep. Um, so that's it. This has been episode 102 of the Two Player Co-op Podcast. And until the next time, Sean, go ahead and take us out. Zelda's Belder. <laughs> Put it on a shirt. <laughs> oh, thank you for playing. You closed your hand when it hit. <laughs> so it was like you had the right timing, but it was just like. That was, that was, that was the right. Not really. I mean. They usually end up behind me. If it hits the table in, in front of me, I'm, pre- <laughs> I'm pretty happy if I landed on the table. Oh, God. Thanks, right. guys. My snaps suck. <laughs> I have no snaps in my headphones. <laughs>
<laughs> Zelda's builder. <laughs>